fucking volcano. And I was pissed because it wasn't what <laughs> I had designed. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. Uh, another episode, another fun episode, and another guest, but we'll get to the guest in a hot second, um, and we'll get to uh, what we're drinking today in a hot second, but before we get to that, here's one way you can support us. Uh, if you're not on our Discord, maybe think about joining our Discord. Reach out uh, on Instagram or by email, chillfilteredpodcast.gmail.com. Or yeah, on our Instagram, and we'll we'll hop you on the Discord. We're having a great time, a lot of good conversation, and uh, fun times. So that's one way you can support us. That's enough for the business. Uh, yeah, like I said, this week we got a guest, but before that, Brian, say hi. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Sorry to just force you to do that. Nah, you're uh, good. But I personally am entry buzzing on uh, something called Found North. For those who don't know, Batch Seven. Uh, this is what we got last time, and uh, like only like eight episodes ago, or something like that. Yeah, and um, and it was a great bottle. Uh, it reminded me of Thomas H. Handy and Sazerac 18 mixed together, uh, or at least some of the best of both worlds for that. But this week we're getting something else, and we're getting Found North Batch Eight Zero Zero Eight here. Uh, it is also aged minimum eighteen years. Uh, we'll get into all that, those details in a hot moment, but what I'm excited about with this is that Nick Taylor says it's pretty different. So Nick, first of all, how you doing? Second of all, when you get to it, tell me why this one's different. <sighs> okay. Well, first <laughs> of all, I'm great. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, I'm really excited to be back. Uh, I felt like, we, you know, before we even got on here, we were talking for 25 minutes. You got my juices <laughs> flowing. I was feeling pretty good. Um, so thank you. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, all right. How is this one different? Well, the big, the big difference is the X Madeira cask. Um, so, so basically, uh, we have a rye that we recast into, um, X Madeira. Um, and, and what's, what's fun about, what's fun about our labels is when we, when we basically put on the label, what the maturation is, mm -hmm. we don't put a list of everything that's in there. Yeah, uh, I was wondering about just, that. Yeah. It just looks stupid. Um, mm -hmm. honestly, it's a, it's a balance. Cause it's like, we want people who are seeing a bottle or have, own a bottle to like know what they, what they've got in there. But at yeah. the same time, like there's a, there's a limit, right? <laughs> that's yeah. why most everything. That's why everything's on the website. Um, but, but so for us, when it says the maturation on the bottle, it's actually referring to the whiskey that we, the, the component whiskey that we built the entire blend around. That's cool. um, and this really dates back to like when we were first blending and we were first trying to figure out how to make good blends. And totally. in, instinctively, when we, when we tried to make good blends, we would say like, all right, we have good whiskey one and we have good whiskey two and we're going to, you know, smash them yeah. together mm -hmm. and get super good yeah. whiskey three. Yeah. And yeah that doesn't work at all <laughs> like, mm -hmm. which was a uh, huge like revelation for me i was like obviously you'll get the best of both worlds but yeah so, uh, yes and also for me and i was like mm -hmm. okay this is impossible i have good whiskey one and good whiskey two and now it's just terrible why is that mm -hmm. happening <laughs> um and so we really didn't we didn't get we didn't get situated to how we like to blend until we started realizing that like take one of the whiskeys and start start 
matching it, right? Start mm-hmm. start matching it with all the other whiskeys. Use the other whiskeys to complete the blend, which I can get mm-hmm. way, way deeper into later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but but really, this component was a stunning component. I, I mean, just really, really exceptional um, in terms of some of the flavors it provided. But honestly, mm-hmm. like I retasted it yesterday, just the component uh-huh. around, uh, on its own. It's terrible. Like, I, I, you know, you can't, it's not palatable by itself. But like it the, does, the rye you said, or which, yes, which one was, yeah. oh my god, this mm, rye funny. <laughs> no, there you you're it's so um, and this actually happens a lot with rye, and it's why blending in the corn components from Canada is so fun. Um, mm-hmm. is rye can be really bimodal, and what I, I mean so. by that is like it enters with a really interesting flavor, and then it has a dead spot in the middle of the palate, and then mm-hmm. it finishes with a really strong flavor. Um, I'm I'm sure like if you go back through your whiskey collection to whiskeys that you're not sure exactly why you don't like them, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, if I list out the flavors, I like all these flavors, mm-hmm. but for some reason I instinctively don't like this whiskey. For me, those whiskeys are always the ones that are either really bimodal or mm-hmm. they fall off a cliff, right? Yeah. They either have like a lot of flavor and then it just disappears. And yeah. it's like, it's the most disappointing thing that can happen in whiskey mm-hmm. um, or, or it's bimodal for me, which is like, it just tastes, sometimes people will just say like, oh, this whiskey tastes disjointed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so rise a lot of the time will have this like, this gap where you'll get really interesting. Um, it tends to be like the fruit and the and the sweetness are on one end and yep. the wood and the spice are on the other, right? And yep. there's nothing in the middle to sort of carry the palate. Yeah. Um, and we now have the experience that we can, it's not necessarily fix that it's it's more like that is that is a perfectly fine whiskey to start with because when we start adding nice. in these corn components they're gonna they're gonna bridge the gap in, in really beautifully um That's so cool and so this this was a this was a rye that we recast for five or six months in um in ex madeira madeira is Madeira is a weird barrel type to work with. Um, mm-hmm. Has a lot of flavor. It tends to throw a sour note that I that that I like, but can become yeah. really really overpowering. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so we used it this we use this as less than five percent of the blend. Um, oh wow! But it has a totally outsized effect on the flavor. Um, yeah. But that was all about getting kind of the, the best of this whiskey and mm-hmm. um, sanding out any of the rough edges that we were getting mm-hmm. from this from this rye. Um, so that's the, that was this component we've never used. And what was super exciting about this component is um, we've used a lot of matured whiskeys that have interesting finishes on them in the past. Um, but this was one where we were really intentional about it. We had mm-hmm. the rye. We, we had, we had a couple of years of experience of doing further maturations under our belt. And we had a real instinct as to what this would do in a Madeira cast that we, that yeah. we located. And we put it in there having a feeling that this could really be the centerpiece of a good blend. Mm-hmm. And it's really exciting when, something you try in whiskey actually works out because all the time <laughs> it goes in a direction that you don't expect and you yeah. kind of have to scramble. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what makes this whiskey fundamentally different. Cause this is still, look, this is still 
87% corn, 12% mm. rye, 1% malted barley. That is yep. a um, grain ratio that we've done in the past. Um, mm. It just turned out that way. Uh, it is it is still our kind of big, uh, uh, more wood for, wood forward profile that, that we really do with Canadian whiskey. Mm. Um, if you like batch six, if you like batch seven, you're probably going to like batch eight. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like it's way out of the Venn diagram here. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this, this thing that is found north, where we have been chasing certain flavor profiles and certain styles, kind of down the rabbit hole, um, is getting interesting for us in terms of like when we first started doing the batches. It was like let's do a rye, let's do a weeder, let's do a corn, let's do this, mm-hmm. and now it's more like okay, we know how to do rye. We're going to do more rye. We know how to do a weeder. We're going to do more weeders. Mm -hmm. We know how to do this cast strength whiskey that I don't even know how to categorize, but that's what we're known (laughs) for. And now we get to iterate kind of, uh, you know, it's like fractals down a branch. We we get to sort of explore down this very particular path within this Mm -hmm. category, within this brand that is found north. And you're down to some of the smaller branches now down the path. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, okay, people know what they like from Found North. They want this from Found North. They want this mm. type of whiskey. But at the same time, we still want to give you something that is a new version of it, right? Totally. That's, that is a new exploration of this of this path. Uh, so I'm pumped. I, I'm, I think this whiskey's awesome. I'm really excited. Uh-huh. I'll bug yeah. you about the the Madeira cast. So you said um, about five percent or so ended up finished in Madeira four. cast four. Yeah, I think uh, I ended so up four. to set my expectations, I'm kind of an expectations guy, like we kind of talked about <laughs> earlier uh, before we got on the air. Um, so um, I take that to mean maybe I'm not gonna I'm not gonna directly taste that that sweetness. It, that's just there to soften the edges, correct? No, you'll notice it. Okay. It's going right. to be wild. Um, that's crazy. No, I, I, everyone I talk to, everyone I talk to, I wish I had here blending with me because mm-hmm. I could just, I like I, 1%, a, a 1% change, yeah. a 1% change in the whiskey You'll mm. you'll be like, holy shit! Okay, yes, I can tell that these are very different whiskeys. Dang. So when you add a component that's four percent, like if you took the Madeira cask out and you just filled it with some other rye that we've used in the past, the, the whiskeys would be so disparate you wouldn't believe it. You'd be like, this is absurd. I don't yeah. what these aren't. These things aren't only four percent different from each other. It's like no, no, no. We we're messing around with one percent, even half percent intervals when we're when we're changing wow. the ratios, and it's like. Yeah, that was that was my question. Was you got a one percent malted barley in the in the uh, you know mix, and I was like, is that even necessary? And what would you say to that? <laughs> oh uh, man, no that 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 is not that it's necessary. It's that it's accurate. Um, uh-huh. It's for us. We're we're buying some of the rides we're buying have malted barley in them, despite oh, the fact totally. that Canadians so not, do you these like single strain whiskeys. God, gotcha. no, we're not mm. we're not dripping in a little bit of uh, I gotcha. of malted barley. Although mm. in the future, yes, in the future, Ooh. I we've been messing around with a with a barley component that is huh. nice. that really brings interesting things to the nice. To the yeah, I could see so that. The, I mean, the single malt world is you know completely built around barley or malted barley. You know, so yeah, I can yeah. see that being really an, a big impact in the future. So that rye, the rye that went into batch eight now, um, 
is that this from the same batch of uh, from the same rye that went into batch seven? I remember you saying that the batch seven, that eighteen no. year rye was like so close to being nineteen years. No, mm-hmm. different rye. Okay, different cool. rye, different, different. Um, no, we bought a, we bought probably, I don't know, fourteen barrels worth of rye, um, in in tote. So like in basically in a food grade tote, um, mm-hmm. and we recast. I think we recast all of it into different stuff. Uh-huh. And and really it it was very much a like um we're just trying to we're just trying to we're just trying to add we're trying to add instruments to to make music with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you're, you're just yeah. trying to diversify what we have. For sure. So I got a question. Um you know, we talked about last time, we talked about uh, you know, Canadian barrels. You can find more aged stock. A lot more easy than, you know, finding something in like in like the bourbon world or like the American whiskey world where it's like finding like a 26 year rye would be probably insane in in like, you know, going to MGP or something like that. Um, What is what's one of the highest aged barrels you've come across in your blending? And um, like, is there an upper limit for you? There probably is, but like, I wonder, like, what's the what's the things you've come across when it comes to blending with re- like That's over twenty six years? Yeah, I I I think um, we I think we just looked at something that was thirty three years old, uh, Ooh, and dang. and I, I yeah I I don't think we bought it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, I it's, it's it's a it's a great question because it's like I think if it's a refill cask. Mm. whiskey can do incredible things refill Mm -hmm. is the most underrated cast type right because it's like oh it's not doing anything and it and and i think it comes down to this misconception about how whiskey ages Mm -hmm. there's a huge difference between like barrel extraction which is one piece of the process and Mm -hmm. actual maturation and aging which is another piece of the process and from Mm -hmm. a from a chemical standpoint it's it's like there's there's the extractive process and then there's the oxidative process and there's the evaporative process. Um, mm-hmm. And so the oxidative is the molecules are actually just changing in the wood. Mm-hmm. Um, the evaporative is a concentrating effect, right? So it's basically like if you have um, if you have all of these different molecules that have different molecular weight or, or different, basically like they're, they're physically heavier or lighter than each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 smaller molecules will evaporate off the barrel and the mm-hmm. heavier ones won't um and so your profile changes over time simply because certain things are staying in the barrel and certain are it it's not yeah. it's not a you know if i have molecule a b and c i'm not mm-hmm. going to lose those three molecules evenly equally the yeah lighter mm-hmm. the molecule the more i'm going to lose that one mm-hmm. that's why i i remember going to scotland and they're taking the cuts and they're telling me all of these different variables and i'm sitting there going how are you not giving everybody methanol poisoning and i finally uh-huh. asked because it's like if you're taking a gut you're definitely getting some methanol like i finally mm-hmm. asked and and a distiller was like it's such a light molecule as soon as we age it it eva- it's like the first thing that evaporates off the barrel that's why it comes Makes off the still first yeah exactly right? it's mm-hmm. the small right? that's why it comes off in the heads because yeah. it's so small that it converts from liquid to vapor incredibly quickly. Sense. And mm-hmm. so in the same sense, like it evaporates off the cask or so uh-huh. or as the Scots would say, it blows off the cask. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
so these super old barrels, if they're not over extracted, present mm. flavors that are completely inaccessible otherwise. Interesting. Um, and so, like, do I have an upper limit? No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. I would blend with, I would blend with absolutely anything as long as it doesn't start having, yeah, flaws, problems mm-hmm. that I can't like. Yeah. Certain whiskey gets, um, certain whiskey gets too much tannic acid, right? Totally. And that that's not like the nice mouth coating, you know, uh, like woodiness. Yeah. <laughs> the the thing about tannic acid is and i hate tannic acid which is mm. which is funny cuz um old bourbon almost always has it really it old can, bourbon yeah. kind mm. of yeah it, and it's yeah. basically after you swallow the whiskey the bitterness kind of creeps back up into the back of your mouth that's mm-hmm. tannic acid right that's yeah. and you get enough of that i can't solve that problem you know yeah, right? yeah. That, that's mm-hmm. like a and I don't like solving problems to begin with, with blending. Yeah. With blending, you're not trying to like, oh, this whiskey has flaws. Let's make up for it. it. Yeah. Let's make up for it. What you're really mm-hmm. trying to do is you're saying, okay, this whiskey does a lot of this and a lot of mm-hmm. that, and it's missing all of this profile, and I can fill that profile in. That's cool. That's perfectly fine. I will mm-hmm. never work with a whiskey that has Geosmeme or some, one of these like, like you ever have a whiskey that tastes like a frog pond? That's, that's like. Or it gets musty and tastes like cardboard. Uh-huh. Those are mm. flaws, and they don't just go. Away. They can't be fixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It's a complimenting um, process here. Complimenting. Yes. Totally. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. And I liked how you even said like the bimodal, where it's like certain things up front might be yes. affected, and certain things up in the back might be affected or added to, or like let's say you're missing a good finish, and one other whiskey might have a good finish. It might work out that it the one the better one but it sounds like it's not always the case there i okay i i've been thinking a ton about this so i apologize mm-hmm. if i get too no, you're good bring it on but, but i i think i when we think about blending when we first started thinking about blending we thought of it as flavor notes tasting notes and mm-hmm. i love me some good tasting notes like uh-huh. i write tasting notes i do it for all the copy on our website all the like nice. fancy floral crap that's written about uh-huh. us that's me. Hey, what's up? <laughs> no, like I, you, you get me going and I have a whiskey and I'm just, uh, I did it this Saturday afternoon. I was writing about mm-hmm. our whiskey. It's my favorite, it's my favorite work to do on the weekend. I sit back mm-hmm. with a whiskey and just start writing the most ridiculous tasting notes I can think uh-huh. of. <laughs> but, but it's not a great way of communicating um, between, for example, me and my my other blender on our team, mm-hmm. like what we actually think about the whiskey and what we're trying to do with it. Um, and because of the necessity for that communication, I've completely changed how I think about whiskey. Tasting mm-hmm. notes give you this impression that it's like almost like a grocery list of flavors. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna see all of these flavors, right? Mm. And it's like, but that's not how we actually experience whiskey. First of all, yeah. Um, and what it does is it gives you this impression that, that whiskey is flat, that it isn't three dimensional. Mm. Yeah. So I think of the three dimensions of whiskey as there's the combination of flavors. Um, and mm. what I mean by this is like, again, with music, if I play you a note on a piano and then I play you a different note on the piano, like those two notes have separate sounds, right? They make different mm. sounds. If I play them together, and you yep. get a harmony mm-hmm. that that actually is it's not like a sum of its parts it's a whole mm. new sound yep. right 
And that's what blending is like. If you get a combination of the right flavors, you're not saying like, oh, it has all of this complexity. It has all these flavors. It's saying we line these up as a chord, as a, as a mm-hmm. harmony that, that progresses across the palate. And that's fucking awesome. That's mm-hmm. what makes blending really cool. Yeah, that's super um, cool. So that's one dimension. The second dimension is like, how does it progress? The cool thing about our palate is, one, we have enzymes in our saliva that, that immediately start changing the liquid. So as soon as it yeah, hits your right. lips, the flavors are evolving. But across mm-hmm. your palate, you experience different parts of the whiskey differently. So like you get more yeah. sweetness in the front, you get more tannic in the back, you get more of that kind of great grippy flavor, that grippy mm-hmm. sensation across mm-hmm. the mid palate. And then the finish is completely different as well, right? So like yeah, we think a lot about how are the flavors interweaving? How is it progressing across the palate? And then the last is dynamics. How rich or intense are the flavors at given times across the, the, the palate? You, you don't mm. want whiskey that comes in so soft that when, you, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. make a good fresh first impression. You want it to land yeah. with authority, but mm-hmm. it can soften and then kind of expand back into a really full body at the That's end. That's what we that had last be, week. Yeah, I know. Really yeah. <laughs> we talking about our Sazerac 18 episode. 18. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It was so light at the front, but it was like, boom, it, right from there. I, I I love me a good takeoff mm-hmm. with a whiskey mm-hmm. as yeah. long as the the landing isn't flat right at the beginning, yep. right? Like I don't I don't want to yeah. I I don't want it to hit my lips and not like I I I need to even if it's soft it needs to catch my attention. Oh right? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that's funny. So when you uh, were uh, when you were blending this uh, batch eight here. Uh, I saw a couple weeks ago on your Instagram, I saw uh, you at a table with, um, now is your other blender, is it Sammy? Is that who that is? Oh, that that was a picture of me with uh, Jay West from, from Shared Pour. But oh, cool. My okay. other blender is Sammy. Who? Yeah, Sammy. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, um, you were at a table and you had... You had, <laughs> you had a bigger ton- than Phil's beard? <laughs> no, no. He's got a great mustache, <laughs> but he's got a head of hair. Sorry, oh, go ahead, That's Brian. great. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, you were at a table and there were like a hundred Glen Cairns on the table. (laughs) So like, uh, was the blending for batch eight, was that harder than batch seven or like, or batch seven? Did you have a hundred Glen Cairns on the table? Is this like a a daily or weekly occurrence or like a one-time thing? Like, tell me about the Glen Cairns on the table. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, the, the, I, I have like 500 of them in the house. Um, nice. And yeah, no, yeah, we, we, I, that's a lot. To clean. I have no shortage of playing parents, <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of cleaning. No, it's, and actually the detergent you use is really important. And you'll see me, I now I'm neurotic about it. You'll actually see me prep a glass. Like, I'll do it when we pour. Uh, you, you'll mm-hmm. see me prep a glass because I don't want any like residual glass smell because it I'm totally sure throws off up. your palate. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, it it does it does require a lot of glassware um but uh batch 8 batch 8 was easier designing the blend than it was scaling the blend up um and that's a weird thing that happens when you're when you're blending these things are they have different compounds and they have different abvs right and so it actually take we we call it knitting it takes a while for the whiskey to knit um when you're when you're just using like Particularly, every once in a while, we'll have a rye component that's at cast strength is like 
And then you're blending with a corn component that's like 74%. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like those things, you put them in a glass together. The first thing that's going to happen is an exothermic reaction. They're going to get really hot. Yeah. Literally, like you'll taste it. and You're like, oh, we no, this doesn't work at all. Unless mm-hmm. you let it sit for an hour. And then you're like, yeah. oh, wait a second. Because it yeah. takes that long for it to integrate and stabilize. And um, that's doing like 10 milliliters. Imagine mm-hmm. doing that at scale. Yeah, here it takes right? days. It takes weeks. It wow. takes us like three weeks that's before crazy. it starts to resemble anything like the actual whiskey that it's going to be. Oh, wow. Um, and in that time, weird shit happens. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, and you're like, all right, this is, we blended this three or four weeks ago. It's yeah. sitting in a giant vat and we're pulling it out and comparing it to our test blends. And it's, it's different, you know, it's two or 3% different, not, not in mm-hmm. ratios, but just, I'm trying to quantify flavor, which is dumb, but you know, it's like, it's a little, it's a little, not what we made. Right. It, it's, yeah, yeah. It, and it needs to be, God, I'm all about the, the, the music references these days, but it needs to be uh, remastered. Go. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. it, you, like you got to go in and like tweak it a few times. It seems yeah. like an inverted pendulum kind of thing where like, it's so easy to just get out of line. And the more yes. you scale up, the the harder it is to keep mm-hmm. that pendulum straight up. S- that makes sense. So bat- batch seven scaled easily. Took longer mm-hmm. to get the blend right, but it scaled beautifully. Uh-huh. It was like, great. We, we, we scaled it up. We bottled it. It's good. Mm. Batch, bat, that was batch seven. Batch eight was like, we scaled it up. We had to change stuff. We had to add things. Interesting. To it. And then yeah. we scaled it up and we tweaked it a little bit more. And then it was like, okay, it's it's done. Um, and so that was a pain in the ass. So yeah, that's scary sure. too. Like, what if it doesn't fix itself at the at the you know big level? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me about <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. So so no, Bache Bache took. Um, I would guess batch eight, the original design of it took something like 30 test blends. Nice. Uh, but the reason there are hundreds of glasses on there is one, you go back and forth, right? You're like, okay. So when we, when we, uh, when we come up with blends, a lot of times what will happen is we'll come up with several formulas that are pretty different from each other. And we'll name those formulas just goofy ass names just something mm-hmm. so that we're not saying like hey that one that's 20 percent this 30 percent this 50 mm-hmm. percent this right you gotta we just give it a name right so this is give an know, example this one a name uh yeah. we named one of them we named one of them viceroy uh <laughs> the actual the final uh the final name the the, the naming convention for uh for batch eight was bronco uh, which is, I love that. It's like when it's um, really fun. It's like uh, when a, there's a new product in development from Microsoft or whatever. Or they'll Google, call it yeah. code name whatever. Oh, code it's, name whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's fun to know yeah. what those code names are. That's so. Cool. So so we call the first one we do. We call Bronco Prime, right? It's nice. Bronco Prime. So and and a lot of the it'll just say like BP, right, or or whatever, and and then we'll do B1, B2, B3, B4, mm-hmm. and what helps what what you can do there is you're you're trying to tweak things and get the shape of the of the whole song right and mm-hmm. and you'll go in there and you'll go okay is is b4 actually any any better than b prime then you go back you try it again and then yeah. the next day you've got to try it with a fresh palette and so yeah and then on yeah. top of it you're trying all the components all the time you're like what is this component actually doing 
right? Yeah. Where over the course of the palette does this one present the most? Oh, right at the beginning of the mid palette, which is where we kind of have a gap in the blend right now. So mm-hmm. what if we tweak this up a few percentage points and then you do it and it fucks something else up. So then you mm-hmm. got to go back and troubleshoot that, right? So it's yeah, like, a lot of tweaking. There's right. an enormous amount of tweaking and... The funniest thing is the difference between when I enjoy a whiskey and when I'm blending mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of like when I'm enjoying a whiskey, if you poured me something and you were like, yeah. hey, here's the, you know, the rare character cognac cask we were talking about beforehand mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm hanging out. I'd sit there and I'd be, my nose would be in there for like uh-huh. two hours. You know, what I'd be mm-hmm. all right. What's it doing now? Taste it. Oh, man, a little air. Let's put it in a different glass. Nose it. Yeah. When I'm working. I literally, it's like, and I get it away from, I mean, it's like, it's super fast because hello, palate (laughs) palate fatigue has nothing to do with, Mm -hmm. uh, with what you're tasting. It actually has a lot to do with how long you're tasting it. Mm -hmm. So if you sit there with your nose in a glass for five minutes, you're cooked. You can't blend anything for the rest of the day. And you're going to do it like, so it's a totally different experience. It's pretty fun. So I imagine you don't spit it out. I do oh, until really? we're getting close. Totally. Um, yeah. I do particularly when I'm tasting a a um I I used to not, but now we're making so many damn blends that I wouldn't. Yeah, survive. I was figuring you'll just um, get drunk. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, won't, <laughs> I, I won't make day. it to batch ten. Yeah. We'll be right. You know, you'll be you'll be reading my op- you know my obituary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I I um. I, I used to taste it absolutely everything, but but particularly mm-hmm. when it's like a component and I'm just yeah. trying to see what's this component doing, taste it, spit it out. Um, and when I'm doing QC, when I'm doing quality control, yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know. I don't need to sit here yeah. and say, does this, what is this doing? I need to just go, okay, we've got these 100 barrels and I need to taste them all over the next week and see yeah. how they're doing. I don't need to know what the finish is. I need to know, mm-hmm. is this tipping into over-oaked? Is this yeah. going in a weird direction? It's a Madeira cask. Is it getting too sour? You know what I mean? Just yeah, like yeah. really, really linear, you know, one-dimensional um, mm. uh, checks. And that, yeah. then I'm never, then I'm never spitting out. But when we're in a blend and like we're getting deep into a blend and we're trying to get, we're in the last, you know, these are the next te- 10 test blends and we're going to have mm-hmm. the right product somewhere in here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely swallowing the whiskey. There's no yeah. way to get an accurate. I, I, that's I what I think. Get, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think you get really an accurate, uh, an accurate picture of totally what the, the whole experience is, is if you're mm-hmm. spitting it out. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah it makes sense. Totally. So uh, you got me thinking now about process things and, and, mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're such a sciencey mindset that I know you've got a process for things. You're talking about how you clean your glasses and and everything. So, <laughs> so I want to know two things because I I think it'll help me out personally too. A, I want to know how you clean your glasses because I have definitely screwed up some Glen Cairns and they smell. They have a mineral minerality mm. smell to them now. So Can I just need to buy. I need new Glen Cairns now. Yeah, uh, those the, okay. That that I don't know uh, what. What's your, what's your, that's a water problem. Oh, Ooh. well, so the Arizona water. 
That's what I was thinking. I was onto that. And I was like, maybe it's because I'm letting them air dry. So now I've started when I wash them, I hand wash them and then I dry them immediately with a no lint cloth. And that's it. Honestly, I, I find that if I, I find that if I, um, I find that if I wash the glass and then rinse it in purified water, or filtered water, just rinse it right away and then mm-hmm. dry it. It's that's, that's fine. It doesn't, but if I like, um, I was blending at my, at my brother's house. So we have a well and, nice. and so most of the blending I'm doing here is with well water, which has quite, can have quite a bit of like silt. So our, mm-hmm. it's naturally filtered. So it's not, it's not, you know, it's like, it's not too bad. Um, yeah. and then I can use purified water and just, and, and just like rinse it. But my brother mm-hmm. is using city water and I, I, it definitely has like a little chlorine in it. You know, uh-huh. you know, they're it's like processed by the city, and I can taste that it's got a little bit of mm-hmm. something they're putting in there to make sure there's no bacteria or whatever the hell they're doing to it, mm-hmm. and that gets dicey for me. But so, hey, like, so when you go over to your brother's house, you bring your own Glen Cairns. I don't blend over there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love them to death, but I try not to blend over there. And if you do, I'm rinsing everything. Um, That's but, funny. But hey, like. You, you know, New Riff uses uses city water for their water. No way. They purify the hell out of it. Yeah, they're uh-huh. very open about it. They they it they sense. know how to yeah. get it exactly how they want. So if they can do that and make the yeah unbelievably good whiskey that they make, mm-hmm. then we should be able to figure out how to clean the glasses. But I'll show you the <laughs> trick. Forgetting forget about like what the gut because I just smelled this glass and it it's a little it's a little like clean glass smell mm-hmm. and this is what we do if there's a little bit left you just you hold the glass up and you bring it right to the rim of the glass and you just spin it so that basically the liquid coats the entire inside of the glass i somehow figured that out myself that is exactly what i do too but i found i still need to let it sit for 10 15 minutes before i don't smell the minerality anymore do you do you do it to the app so then we slap it oh, into that's... your hand oh, and you get the outside there. of the glass. Right? Oh, so you rim like and you the outside. Touch. Because uh-huh. when your nose is here, you're actually still getting some of the residual glass smell. Totally. So you'll just, we'll just coat the entire <laughs> coat the entire glass. Don't then get in the car because if you get pulled over, it's like, hi, sir. You smell like a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't worry. It's just on my hands and on yeah, the glass I was drinking earlier. I'm a professional hands. drinker. Just smell my hands. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing in addition to the glasses was how you prep your palate. Do you like make sure you haven't eaten in two hours or what do you do? I saw you, you get a seltzer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, seltzer, seltzer all uh-huh. day. I'm, I'm a total seltzer at it. Oh yeah, uh-huh. all I drink is seltzer. <laughs> no, no, I, I, um, I actually can't. I find seltzer, um, like, activates the the palate a little too much, right? It's because mm-hmm. it's like it has its own sort of texture and a little seltzer actually has got a little bit of a burn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, so. Your palate is much is actually at its peak sensitivity right before you eat, which is a pain uh-huh. in the butt. Uh, uh-huh. So we usually are blending before meals, uh, which mm. which is kind of a bummer. So <laughs> you'd rather I'd rather eat and then drink, and rather than drink and then eat. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's the job. Um, <laughs> but but we we often will have a um, I like to have a whiskey that I'm intensely familiar with. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be, I used to use other people, other brands that I just mm-hmm. knew really, really well. Now I'll just use one of our own whiskeys that I'm that intimately familiar with. Yeah. And you can, uh, you know, I don't know if calibration. You yeah, totally. I don't know if you guys play play plenty golf, but when I was growing yeah. up, my dad my dad was teaching me how to play golf. He he used to say, "Go out to the driving range before you play, and and just take your natural swing. And if everything's fading a little bit on that given day, you just swing normal. Just keep swinging normal. Don't try to fix it right before you start playing. Just correct with your alignment for that day. Exactly. And if it you're pulling a little, whatever you're doing, right." And so it's the same idea. It's kind of like, okay, um, I know when I have a lot of adrenaline, mm. everything tastes a little bitter. Um, everything tastes a little bitter. So if I, have a little, if I have a little adrenaline, everything tastes bitter. And so I pretty much can't, I can't blend with that sensation because I'll think everything we make is bad. I really don't like bitter. So like, if that happens, I'm kind of screwed. Uh, uh-huh. But on a given day, I'll notice, okay, this this way in which I'm tasting things is a little bit more in this direction. I'm much more sensitive to tannin or I'm much more sensitive to sweetness mm-hmm. or I'm much more sensitive to whatever these things. And yeah. you calibrate a little bit. Yeah. The mm-hmm. harder, Brian, the really hard thing is calibrating for I've tasted five things in a row. And now mm-hmm. I'm tasting this. And is it different? Or... Did I really dial this down or am I just having palate fatigue? And that mm-hmm. one, that one is pure experience. You just start to get a feel for like, that's cool. Okay. This has changed a little bit, but it's actually, the change is actually probably more pronounced than I'm realizing. And when I retry this in the morning tomorrow, I'm going to, I'm going to actually notice that it's a little, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to yeah. notice that it's a little more sweet or a little more tannic or whatever it is. That one's yeah. weird. That one's well, a hard thing to get used to. You heard it here first. Found North will never put out anything bitter ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. Can't. So I think it's time. I think it's time to try this out. Did you have you not opened yours yet, Brian? No, I haven't. Whoa. A double wax and cork pop about to happen. Or oh, triple baby. cork pop. I should have. I, I pulled this off right before we got on. I, oh, did I still, I'm an idiot. Look, I got the thing right there. <laughs> I, uh, so, okay. So with the wax, with the wax all over here, I love it. I think it looks great. Um, knob Creek, you know, they do wax all over. And when the wax comes off the top of a knob Creek bottle, it's just got that dumb looking black top. These are nice though. I had my, yeah, I know. So I'm showing on the YouTube feed here. Now, when you split it, you get the wax top here, but on my batch seven, there was one day where I was pulling the cork and the wax came off. And oh, I, was like, no. I was like, no, oh, no, it's going to look. And then I looked down and it's this beautiful light wood with the <laughs> wood grain on it. It's so much prettier with the wax off. So now I'm a wax off convert. Well, wax, wax, I, I got wax both. Off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I, I will say um, wax is fickle as hell. If it gets like a little moisture while it's being stored, It'll get, mm. it'll get like, you'll get the little bubbles on the top, um, mm. that certain temperatures it'll, it'll wax you. It'll just be, it'll be more sort of crack, more, more prone yeah. to kind of like cracking and crumbling getting, mm. I love the wax tops. It was my dumbass idea to begin with. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
but I, I'm not the one who has to do the waxing, so I, I, don't, I, don't, uh-huh. I don't suffer as much. In fact, the team won't let me near it because I make such a much a such a mess of it every uh-huh. single time I do it myself. So, yeah, I'm glad <laughs> you like it because a lot of work goes into it. And we were very attentive to those wood corks. We like them a lot. They are mm. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, they're nice. Yeah, I kind of, on batch eight, I just kind of cracked it in a weird way. So it's not as beautiful as my it's batch seven, so, yeah. where it's just yeah, a yeah, clean yeah. break. <laughs> Can't win them all. Uh, and now, so X Madeira, there is mm. no Hungarian oak in this. Is that correct? No, no there there's there's yeah. multiple Hungarian oak components. Oh, yeah. So still Hungarian oak. I never leave home without Hungarian oak. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, an ex bourbon and new American, it sounds like. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah, a couple of like Americans. I'm, I feel like I'm smelling the the bourbon contribution on the nose. I get a I get a rich, um, uh, just um, I love bourbon finished scotches uh, when it's heavier on the bourbon than the sherry. So I'm getting that buttery bourbon on the nose for sure, and some kind of like a like a red berry. Um, in comparison to the batch seven, I get a little more fruit on the nose. I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd say, yeah, it's actually uh, up front. It was pretty similar to the nose I was getting from batch seven um, without much um, without like, you know, I sipped uh, the last sip a few minutes back and, uh, but with batch eight, (laughs) yeah, it's a little more fruity. I'm getting pleasant. I don't always love Elijah Craig barrel proof, but I'm getting like pleasant Elijah Craig barrel proof notes. So like a, a nice, like nicely oaked bourbon, um, kind of nose uh in uh yeah definitely a little more fruity i don't know if i'm getting dark berries yet no leather berries yeah there's definitely a little leather yeah it's yeah i get behind that it's uh it's not appley that's for sure in my opinion um it's definitely berries fruity wise and the um, the batch seven had a little floral in comparison too on the nose to me. I can um, see it, that. It, it didn't that like actually have. What do you say? Uh huh. There's an, there was this ninety eight corn component that we used in batch seven that we actually mm. built the whiskey around that I that I just am in love with, and it, nice. it was what brought that um, that floral note. the the huh. The hard thing about floral notes is um, they tend to come with lighter bodied whiskeys. That's just that's just there. And so to when when we start building in the whiskeys around wow. the blend that add a lot of that body, you usually nuke the florality right out of the whiskey. Uh, so that one was awesome. This one much more like lower register notes. So your fruit and your heavy component, they're just, I just think of them as deeper, darker, a little seedier. I am reveling in this finish. I so I, yeah, I, Nick, that you outdid yourself on batch eight. Yeah, this is <laughs> like the finish. Like, so I'm getting like one of the most pronounced vanilla fruitiness notes that I've ever gotten on a finish. Um, it reminds me of like um, if you go to IHOP and they have like multiple <laughs> types of syrup. And one is like, you know, traditional maple syrup, probably made with corn syrup or something like that. But then there's one that's like the blueberry version. And oh, it's still baby. good. Like it's it's a good um, whiskey, but it's not. Um, I mean, it's a good uh, syrup, but it's not like natural. You can tell it's like, yeah, yeah, in yeah, a yeah. Way, but it's still good. Uh, that's what I'm getting from this. 
<laughs> it, honestly, Nick, like I, and I would be honest with you. Um, I was worried this wouldn't outdo batch seven, but I think it is 50 to a hundred percent better than out than batch. Like if it were like, you know, like, like batch seven is like, I, I don't know. You can't really count like, but this is easily better than batch seven. And I loved batch seven. I think this <laughs> is the, the sour note that you talked about perfectly balanced at the end, like the perfect, like transition to the finish with like this hump of like, just beautiful it's not even like i can't even say it's a rye or anything it's just this beautiful hump of like almost like elderberry and i've used this a little bit before like it's like this beautiful berry where it's like very flavorful and then you just hump over that and you're like oh oh wow um i would say like like i said i told you last time i loved batch seven but batch eight is my batch eight is my batch now uh, because <laughs> this well I, I i'm not i'm not just saying that like this outdid it easily and i can't wait well, for batch you. nine now <laughs> <laughs> no i, I it again I, yeah. I all right so so um if we think about a whiskey if we want to think about mm. a whiskey the 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 progression of a whiskey and you want to just mm. give it like an arbitrary sort of time segmentation right so like let's say mm. the whiskey the landing right when the whiskey hits your lips that's one yeah and the the very end of the finish is 10 right yep. mm -hmm. and then we can say like okay what's the where's the intensity of this whiskey yeah i know exactly what you're talking it's between mm -hmm. like seven and nine yep exactly this right just at goes the beginning like, of the finish it's, yeah, huh? it's totally wild it's like the end of the palate into the beginning of the finish and yep. that is a hundred percent the madeira cask it it literally yeah. like when you drink the madeira cask there's it has an entry and that's nothing and then it just has this huge flavor from seven mm -hmm. to nine and then and then just washes out and we had to build yeah. the rest of the whiskey <laughs> like that hard. around that crescendo around mm -hmm. that and like that's stretch out the point. fish and like Mm -hmm. Nah, that's uh, that's and, it's fun that you that you that you that's where you're experiencing. Oh, absolutely. That's the the vanilla between three and six though is very notable. It's like very like nice. I said that yeah. that uh that fake uh blueberry syrup you can get at IHOP <laughs> was perfectly ramped up, and then you get this like note that's like none other, and then it fades and and it keeps like the finish lasts. And it doesn't drop off, like you said, is like not worth even making is like a finish that drops off. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. Good. I I came back to the batch seven and took a sip. And like I'm in like batch seven is very good. And I'm in, I'm impressed with batch seven, but I'm impressed at how much mm. better batch eight is to me. Ah. Uh given how good batch seven was already. Uh, it is batch eight is impressive and so going back to batch seven i'm getting actually more vanilla on on batch seven i'm getting a vanilla and um and floral kind of um mm. and batch eight oh uh and uh, it's also batch seven just hits a little hotter kind of back of the tongue a little ethanol it does um but batch but eight much. just rounds everything out and batch really eight does. has a little bit of jammy sweetness from mm -hmm. it's got to be the Madeira cask 
and uh and it it rounds the heat out there's there's no heat on batch eight like there is on batch seven and let me clarify that uh, it's not that there's no heat because it is it, it's intense it's still 62.2 <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it, no. it's intense but, it's, but it doesn't read no that point, high for sure yeah, at no point does it like burn you or sting you at all mm-hmm. it's it's super rounded out and and there's earthy uh, uh red berry in there this uh, batch seven. The last thing I'll say is batch seven was like, it was great. I'm super glad I have a bottle. I got my own bottle of batch seven, yeah. but uh, batch eight was thank, thankfully, thank you very much was provided to us by founder. Yeah, so yeah. I am 100% buying my own additional bottle of batch. Eight. Oh, no, baby. No question. No question. So, one thing I got from batch seven, and this was okay, after... I have to grab my batch seven. Hold on. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. good. We got it. <laughs> so you still have um, a batch seven, right? Cole sitting there. Yes, right here. Nope. Mm-hmm. And um, so one of the the only complaint, and this happened after the episode, uh, where the only slight complaint I have from batch seven was there was a um I don't know how else to put it, but there was a hint, like a hint, and it wasn't bad at all. I mean, it wasn't like it made up for it. Like I said, all the compliments I gave it before, but there was almost an aged vodka smell to it or taste to it, if that makes any sense. But it wasn't it wasn't strong. Like I said, Um, it was and and I don't mean that like an aged vodka. It was almost like it was highly too highly distilled. Mm -hmm. And then it went down. But it was like if I were to like quantify it, it was five percent at the most um this batch eight has zero of that um to if if that you know helps any of our listeners say like if, is it uh, the, like i have no complaints batch eight at all um batch so what's interesting about batch seven is mm-hmm. um was bottling it at cast strength when really what mm-hmm. i want to do is bottle it like two percent lower i got gotcha. you uh, and we actually put on the back of the bottle this thing that we call manager's proof. I think we mm-hmm. talked about it last time, which is uh-huh. this, just this notion of like, don't just drink your whiskeys at cast strength. Like, I love whiskey. I love strong yeah. cast strength whiskey. But like, mm-hmm. this whiskey might be better at 30, 130 instead of 132. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you're if you're swearing by cast strength to the point where you won't even add a little water, you won't try anything to the whiskey, mm-hmm. like you're effectively missing out on all of the different experiences you can have with this whiskey. Because mm-hmm. I think the the profile of batch seven starts to get way more floral and pop mm-hmm. more um, yeah. when I give it a touch of water. But it's a different I, I think of the fruit and the, the fruit notes basically being at a completely different register. Um, what I mean by that is like, it's a lower octave, right? I mean, the 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 batch eight, that Madeira cast was so damn dense. I, it was like literally, I, I I think of it as being sticky with with fruit notes. I, I mean, like, I, that's why we use that the puree or that preserve. Um, and it's funny when you talk, when you're talking about like the, the, the IHOP blueberry syrup kind of thing. My- we literally go to IHOP and we get the blueberry syrup and we <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we yeah. pour a we little bit on the barrel. It doesn't count if it's on the barrel. If it's on the barrel, not in the barrel. It's <laughs> yeah. no. Uh, 
but but my uh my wife bakes a lot and she mm. um she makes these purees where she'll like she'll she'll really get this this um almost like a, a thick syrup of a of a certain fruit mm. and it has this kind of sticky sweetness that takes all of the fruit notes and brings them down down yeah. into I don't know why but I always I always associate this flavor with New Orleans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love right? New like, Orleans. Well, and and Louisiana is actually very famous for molasses. So I yeah. always think mm-hmm. of I always think of like Louisiana molasses as being this kind of seedy dark like you're in mm-hmm. a uh you know, you're in some divey music hall in in mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Uh but that that lower register is what I actually loved about uh, batch eight, and those those higher top notes is what I loved about batch seven. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I think they, to me, they nosing them side side to side is is actually kind of nuts because they do completely different things. I I, hey, I, believe I, I was impressed at how how different. Oh, I true. mean, this isn't just Especially a tiny evolution. Back. This is this is just a, a different batch that aligns with the com- company core values of what to put mm. out. But it's it's <laughs> not like you just took last year's batch and put it in a something cask for X months. Yeah, for no. sure. You started fresh. No, and and honestly, I couldn't give two shits what the um mm-hmm. what the barrel you know type is from the from a marketability standpoint and it and it 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 kind of it it gets me how do i say this without offending other producers? <laughs> um, i i there are certain practices in the industry that that i that i don't like and mm-hmm. i love experimental cast types i i yeah. think i really like when when a when a brand, when I've seen presentations from brands and they're like, we had an idea and this is why we did this. And there's a lot of intentionality around it. I love that. I think it pushes the industry forward. I think it, I think it, it's a bold move. I like when, when brands are like, yeah, we're trying something that is outside the box. Like I'm all about that. Yeah. When brands turn around and are like, wow, so-and-so released this. It's a hot bear, you know, mm-hmm. it's a sexy barrel type. And so we're going to just take a blend and buy that cask and put it in there because we know that it'll get people's attention and yeah. there's no matching of the of the profile of the whiskey yeah. to, to the actual <laughs> there's no intentionality um yeah. it drives me insane and when we started doing our own further maturations we had a lot of ideas about what barrel would work and what we really learned quickly was the quality of the wood is so much more important than the type of barrel it was mm-hmm. that we don't really care. Like when we go to, we, we sample, we go to the barrel broker to their warehouse when they get barrels in, if there's standing liquid in the, in the wet cask, we'll actually taste it. We know uh-huh. the barrel itself. You, you check the barrel and make sure the quality of the wood is actually still good. That the, that the structural integrity, integrity is sound, right? Like, do all the yeah. things to make sure that the wood quality is good and whatever was in the barrel beforehand was good. And you're likely going to get good whiskey if you make something that is appropriate for that barrel. Mm-hmm. And and that's really how we think about it. The Madeira just happened to work the way we wanted it to. But it wasn't like we we're like, you know, what's 
you know what's a hot barrel type right now? Madeira. It's like, no, yeah. no one gives a shit <laughs> about true. Madeira. Yeah. But it, it worked the way I wanted it to work. The too. only Madeira yes. I've had, or at least recall, is um, Whistlepig Old World. They had at least some of their early releases had yes. Madeira. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember no, those. I, ta- I tasted those components. They did a special mm-hmm. New York only releases oh, of cool. just the Old World Madeira, the Sautern, and the pork that mm-hmm. they originally yeah. used. Mm-hmm. And there were interest. I I I had a real affection for. I have a real affection for rye and port. I think it works mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. Um, but the Madeira, I remember, was was actually really interesting. Yeah. Do you have a hot take on midwinter's night midwinter night's trim? This this batch, I haven't had this batch. I haven't uh, had it since or I haven't had it since the early early batches. Um, all right, what's your I, latest I loved opinion it when on it? Came it. In. I, yeah. I haven't. It's probably been five years since I've had a midwinter night midwinter oh, wow. night dram. So I I probably can't I can't speak to what they've done recently. Yeah. Um, mm. I loved it when it first came out. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was definitely a different product than it is now. Is it? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that, a bummer. Well, uh, yeah, okay, so I will mass say producing it now. Um, I had a bottle from two batches ago and it was good. I liked it. Uh, uh, a buddy of mine, it's his favorite whiskey ever. Uh, nice. So, you know, it's it, it's definitely very good. It just may not be like right up my alley. But uh, I I was able to compare it against last year's batch. And last year's batch was, in my opinion, garbage. Last oh, year's really? batch was just good to know it, it was like and was it better it was, this year well and i have not had this year's batch yet but i have heard very good reviews interesting I, so i, I think and maybe I, something was just up last year uh they scaled it up right they made more of it oh, this yeah. year they made 64 percent more 60 something percent yeah, more this year than they more. did last year mm-hmm. and they raised the price that's yeah. kind of like i'm i'm taking a personal stance here i'm mm-hmm. like i don't want anything to do with this anymore i'm sure it's great and all but yeah i okay so i have to uh, like i had no production background i think i told you guys this last time like Mm -hmm. we we had no production background nobody on our team was ever worked in production at all and (laughs) and and i had really strong opinions about brands when i when i was um when I was buying and selling whiskey, right? As a retailer, mm-hmm. I was like buying things oh, and, then, totally. and then putting my flag in the ground around certain brands and certain production methods. And and um, I kind of wish I could go back in time and slap myself around a little bit um, and just be like, you have no fucking idea how hard it is <laughs> to do what these guys yeah. are doing. Yeah, at yeah. scale. The more you talk about it, I'm like, this is no At scale. Joke. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like, my biggest... The thing that keeps me up at night with Found North is uh-huh. thinking about growing the size of the batches without screwing them up. Totally. Um, the 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 ability that like I just I have newfound love for all of the old school guys. I, mm-hmm. I mean I have newfound love for Maker's Mark, Small Batch. I always yep. love Small Batch, but like Four Rows of Small Batch. Four Rows oh. of Small Batch tastes good every single time I pour it in the airport you know or wherever uh-huh. i am where i'm like <laughs> yeah. i'd like a bourbon i'd like mm-hmm. something to drink for the love of god and yeah. most of this is all crap and it's expensive like four mm-hmm. roses small match is pretty much always what i go for yeah, and nice. now going back to it and being like how do you guys make it taste the same when oh, you're doing yeah. like a it's million huge. cases a year of it that is right. i i don't i you know, respect yeah so, so i you know 
I loved the Midwinter Night's Dram when it came out originally. The fact mm. that they've done more quantity and it's getting good reviews, like tip of the hat, because that's that's hard to do. I would love yeah. to get I'd love to get my palette on it though, because I'd love to see where it's at from where mm. I like. I remember when it came out, I was like, this is a sexy ass idea. I love uh-huh. this idea. <laughs> right. So there are contested opinions. Uh and I I think I heard recently that high west did confirm that this year's midwinter nights midwinter's night i always say it wrong you know what i'm talking about is a hundred percent old mgp it's they mm-hmm. say it's still a hundred percent mgp yeah. but mm-hmm. i swear i heard year by year they were cutting their own distillate in year year at by least year. for some of but the rise yeah. that brings me to my next question for you though are you guys working on your own distillate? Do you have any plans to start uh, having it be an original product of yours? So, all right. So it's a great question. And and the answer is not right now. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> but, respect but, that. But not because not because I don't want to. It's it's because I I want to take over more and more of the process. Like that's, that's, what's been really fun for us. And, and, um, Brian, you asked me sort of off the air, you know, is batch eight, my favorite whiskey that we've made so far. And, and, um, the answer that I gave you before was, was it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to say because like, I don't compare the whiskeys from a flavor standpoint. I compare them from how close did we get to what we were trying to accomplish with the whiskey. Right. And uh, what you were trying to accomplish, that was dictated when you were doing ultra small batch testing before right. you scaled up. Right. That's what you mean? And so we scaled up. Right. Exactly. So what what I absolutely love about batch eight is not only did we not only did we really accomplish what what we were trying to do, which was to integrate this ex Madeira aged rye that had this really new flavor profile that we haven't worked with and and do it in a way that was very on brand for us. It's exploratory, it's different from what we've made, but it's still very much a found north profile. If you like found north, you probably like certain flavors that are in all of the whiskeys because guess what? Mm-hmm. I like all those flavors. And uh-huh. it's usually my call. And and that's the that's like I I've said this before and I'm going just tangent to tangent to tangent here but no, you're fine. like I, I absolutely my favorite Scotch producer producer is Gordon McPhail, right? Mm-hmm. An independent bottler, and mm-hmm. I swear Gordon McPhail, whether they're doing a McDuff, a Linkwood, mm-hmm. or a Kleinleash, mm-hmm. I, I I can pull it out and go, this is a Gordon McPhail. I feel mm-hmm. like it's a Gordon. McPhail. Why? Because those guys have a profile that they like. Yeah. <laughs> that it's they like Buffalo Trace, it's ready, right? Yum. It's like you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it's like a core company expression. value. It's like a core yeah. company value. And it's probably subconscious. Um, mm-hmm. So so for yeah. me, like batch eight, when batch eight starts having a little bit of like a a, a cinnamon sugar on butter note, mm-hmm. it's it rings a bell that touches like the deep internal love that I have for cinnamon sugar toast. It's so, so funny you say that now that I drink that. I'm like, oh, I get it. Especially oh, if, it, it. if you didn't, it's if you just said there. cinnamon toast, It'd be a different story, but the fact that you said butter is like no, that Cin- really like, nails it from the bourbon yeah, like, c- Cinnamon, mm. sugar, butter, like I, those are my favorite flavors. And so when mm. when combined, it is it is the chord that when struck, my brain just goes, "Yep, mm-hmm. this is it. We've nailed it." Yeah. So yeah. to to 
to accomplish that with batch eight in a way where it was new, it incorporated this new component. That was, that was awesome. But, but the thing that's, that goes under the radar a bit here that, that also I have a lot of pride in for this batch was uh, we further matured this. This wasn't like, Hey, we bought somebody else's further maturation. We took this ride. We had an idea for it. We had a plan for it. We bought the cask. We aged it. Uh, mm-hmm. We 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 nurtured the barrel, right? You know, we're like we're tasting yeah. it every every month, making sure it's doing what we think. And then when it was time to work with it, we put together a blend that that fit our profile. And that's what I mean by taking over more and more of the process. And then on mm-hmm. top of it, we had to be the ones who scaled it up to 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 keep it in line with with where we wanted it. And for me to to sort of to to go back all the way to like would we build our own distillery that that is literally bringing you all the way to the very beginning of the process um yeah. and between what we did with batch 8 and getting all the way back down to like oh we built the distillery and we did you know we bought the grain and we designed the whole profile from scratch there's there's so much room for us to to grow and control more and more pieces yeah. That it's just it it would be way down the line before I was like, you know what I really want to do is like bury myself in building a distillery because it'll be mm-hmm. 20 years before we make anything remotely as good as what sense. we're making now. Well, mm-hmm. and that's what, yeah, clearly a core company value is uh high aged, very full bodied whiskeys. So mm-hmm. if you were making your own distillate, you'd have 18 years to go before anything yeah. becomes a It would take a while. I also I'm not good at selling people three-year-old crap that I don't like. I know. <laughs> that is not a core company value. <laughs> yeah. I've done hey. it. Trust me. I, I've, I, we worked our asses off to be able to get to the mm-hmm. point where, where we could like start our own brand. And a lot of that work involved selling mm-hmm. shit that we didn't like. That we're yeah. not, and I was never any good at it. I was never any good at it. So, you know, I, I will, what we'll never do is make whiskey that, we're not completely obsessed yeah. with mm-hmm. um and and honestly like cannot do i do i think we're even anywhere close to being able to distill something that that we know is going to be good no yeah. and yeah. i don't and i don't believe that when anybody builds a distillery that they actually know exactly how this flavor is going to you know yeah, the only guy sense. i trust the only guy who i would trust to be capable of saying hey i'm going to make this by distilling this He's dead. And that was Dr. James Swan. And I think uh-huh. that guy was a generational distiller and really yeah. could do that. And I don't know anyone else alive that can. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, yeah, with being kept up at night and just thinking about how to scale up, totally, totally get that. Uh, which leads me to another question. Yes. Uh, we mm. pulled our Instagram followers and mm. one of our favorites of all time, Ben Klepsig, yep. uh, had a question for you. And that question was how long you can maintain that quality. And and I, you're sourcing your barrels. Uh, you know, if a higher bidder comes in, uh, could that be something that affects you in the future? Or are yeah. there stocks? Is there a shortage of like deplete? 20-ish year barrels in the Canadian landscape? Yeah. So, so I'll, there are two things I'll say to that. One, um, we made a whiskey that I will send you and we'll be back and we'll talk nice. about. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really fun. But when we made this whiskey, it was by far the most expensive process for us in terms really? of all the things we did. We 
we like all the different pieces of the puzzle it, it like the process was just there was recasking and reblending and all these different things that just they add labor they add uh loss right like just sheer liquid loss anytime you recast something the, the angel share is not linear because you lose the devil's cut first right you mm-hmm. you lose the barrel like it's just inflating with all of the mm-hmm. liquid itself yeah, right um and we did eight barrels of this this stuff and we threw out one of the barrels not mm-hmm. not like we threw it dumped it down the drain we just were like we can't include this because it affects the overall quality because it mm-hmm. went a little haywire Okay, yeah. so uh, the the rest were pretty similar, but one barrel just went a whole different way. And honestly, we could have blended it in, and I think the whiskey would have been marginally worse. I think, I think it would have been marginally worse, and vastly more profitable for us. And mm-hmm. the answer is right. just the answer is just hard no. Like yeah. no, Love we'll that. figure out if we can. We'll figure out if we can recast that barrel or blend it into something at a greater scale in a way mm-hmm. that's that has a positive effect of the whiskey but i literally would rather it sit in a plastic tote for the next 10 years than put a whiskey into one of our blends that negatively yeah. affects the blend um so that's that's piece one and that's and that by the way brian is why i'm terrified of scaling up because we have these standards where it's like and and we have conversations about this like okay if we're going to start blending with 25 barrels as one of the components instead of three barrels as one of the components which we have so much control over how do we do that in a way that maintains the quality and the hard thing is the precision the precision is hard right it's like get to where you want to go because it's the same in my mind it's the same argument you were saying earlier you can't have an idea of where of what your distillate's going to taste like before you distill it the the more barrels you have you can't have that precise idea of where you're going to get up because now your variance Mm -hmm. is doubled or whatever the and the downside of this all is availability (laughs) we're in we're in like i don't know 15 18 different markets in retail mm-hmm. now maybe it's cl- closer to 20 I, I my my brother's in charge of this and mm-hmm. and we we easily could sell into every single state and we easily could have sold a lot more whiskey to every single one of our markets and so the the tricky thing for us is it's not just about scaling cuz like uh, it's not just scaling because we want to grow as a business and make money and succeed in life and whatever, which are all real goals. And <laughs> nice. that's all yeah. important. It's nice. You know, mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to pay my mortgage, you know, uh, <laughs> but, but it's also a matter of like, if we can't scale and more people find out about found North, fewer people are going to be able to get it and it's going to piss yeah. people off. And I don't want to make whiskey that's inaccessible for the sake of it being inaccessible, which I think a lot Absolutely. of people do, which is they're like, mm-hmm. you're going to make this, and, and we're going to make 12,000 bottles, even though we can like sell King of 120,000 yeah. bottles. And it's like, right. yeah, you're literally your whole marketing thing in that situation is just you can't get it. So you want it. Mm. And that's what makes yep. it special. Yeah. That is not what we're trying to do at Found North. But right. at the same mm-hmm. time, like, how do you scale? You keep up. A, mm-hmm. How do you scale in a way that you keep up with the demand and you don't lose the quality? And the answer mm-hmm. is we have a ton of access to really good barrels. We we've bought insanely deep into Canadian. We've taken That's every cool. penny we've made and and invested it in the supply, just a hundred percent. We buy the supply, we recast the supply, and 
like we must spend way less time in market than we probably should because mm-hmm. we're just obsessive over the 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 as soon as we finish a blend i'm not sitting there going like oh great i can take a break i i do mm-hmm. that in my head but what really happens is i immediately start going hey we haven't tasted this 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 mm-hmm. in a while and we need to see where they're going see how they're doing see what's going on and we we're keeping constant tabs on absolutely every barrel we own that's cool Th- that's that's a lot of barrels now right mm-hmm. uh, right so so you know i think in terms of can we scale and maintain the quality we can certainly do it from a liquid standpoint and i think the the um the reason we'll be able to do it from just a pure quality and scale point is because it is the fundamental value of found north it is the thing like people will talk about your marketing and your your go to market strategy and this and that and the other thing and the bottom line is if you make good whiskey you'll probably succeed right. um like that's that's really it like you can you can do a lot of things to pull other levers good that point. will dictate All how you much do, you succeed yeah. but like if you make good liquid mm-hmm. then you'll succeed and i think for us the comments that we get that get us most jacked up about found north is the people in the industry who sit there and go these fuckers just made a better whiskey than the last one. That's mm-hmm. like, yep, that's, us. that's what I, that's what I want to hear every single, yeah. I want people to sit mm-hmm. there and go and not go, Oh God, you know, that batch four is something I'll never forget, but the next four batches are all, you know, they're good. Like, yeah, that's not it's what I It's hard to outdo yourself. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's hard to, but we're so yeah. obsessed with it that, that we really spend an enormous amount of time paying attention to that. And we're not trying to just, scale this thing as fast as we possibly can mm-hmm. at the at the at the sacrifice of like the liquid needs to be something that we're literally proud of every single bottle yeah. that goes in we want it to be what it is and this yeah. is the same thing with our single barrel program we spend a ton of money and a ton of time doing single barrels and if one is an aging right you know there's a there's this thing that people say on this side on the supply side Mm-hmm. Which is like, well, somebody's gonna like it, <laughs> and and it's true. You hear that all the time. Yeah, they'll say like, oh, put it in because you never know. Like, it'll be someone's cup of tea, and it's like, yeah, I don't care if it's their cup of tea if it's yeah. not mine, because yeah. because like it's still our name and it's still our exactly. bottle, and the liquid better still, the the liquid better still hit the way that we want every bottle of Found North to hit. Exactly. Cool. So I'm assuming there are some barrels you've just said it's too late sorry like we put it what's what's weird about whiskey is that 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 it goes like this Mm -hmm. there were there were some barrels where we were like ah shit this is tipped into unusable (laughs) yeah Uh yeah and and you're like okay well what are you gonna do with it you know you're not gonna Mm -hmm. just like you're not gonna be like oh cool let's dump it into tote and put it Uh in like stop the aging what you do is you sit there and you go well, let's come back in three months and see what's going yeah. on. And there have been times where it's like, oh, we missed with this one. We should have bottled it two months ago. Yeah. And then we come back mm-hmm. three months later and we're like, hey, this is actually now doing something cool. that we can work with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and that's that. why you, in batch seven, 
uh, that's why you didn't wait for it to hit 19 years so you could slap a 19 year age statement on it. You were afraid yeah. it was mm-hmm. like this and it was going to go like that. Well, was, you were afraid it was high we in the middle of the summer. Low. And we were in the middle of the summer and yeah. more shit happens when it's hot. Like <laughs> that's just the way, that's the way it goes. Right. So, uh, real quick, you guys try yeah. it with uh, water yet? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Um, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I loved it, but it wasn't better. Yeah, I agree to that me. it wasn't better. To it took yeah. the fruit away for me. I, mm-hmm. I didn't get the I didn't get the uh, like a jammy fruit anymore. Um, but I did get more of those deep, earthy tones that Nick mm-hmm. was talking about. Um, I think it's sure. leather, more leather. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I felt like it was good, uh, but the vanilla and that that hump of. Uh, of berry wasn't as pleasant it wasn't bad like i would still love this with with water but i think it was preferable to or preferable neat for me i think it flattens the um the the dynamics i was talking about in the beginning yeah totally where which which rarely happens like when when i when i actually add water to most of the whiskeys we've made they actually Mm. start to get more intense with certain flavors which yeah which which makes sense in a from from a chemical standpoint. I feel mm-hmm. like that makes sense because certain certain compounds are really activated by water. So totally. you, you know you'd you'd expect to get like certain characteristics suddenly being more pronounced. And mm-hmm. I actually think this thing like the dynamics go down. It actually settle. It mm-hmm. almost like stretches it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah as if you took the ends and pulled it. Yeah, apart. yeah you just yeah. pulled mm-hmm. it, and it was like okay, this is a little bit. This is a little steadier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like it. I like it a lot with water, but I'm with you. I think this thing. I think it doesn't. It doesn't need it. Whereas that mm-hmm. seven, I actually think you're doing a disservice if you don't add a little water to it. Totally. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, a- another prominent note I got with water that I didn't find originally was maple. Like a mm-hmm. <laughs> it could just be because we were talking like about syrup or blueberry no, syrup. <laughs> <laughs> I I completely had- agree. It had a distinct mm. eye hoppiness to it that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in a good way, not in a not in a fake way, like a perfect way. Um one of our listeners also reached out and I agree with him. His name is John Hughes. He hosts a podcast called Embellish Pod. I'm going to in, encourage him to reach out to you because he does actually so we do I don't know if you're like, do you listen to podcasts at all, Nick? I I my dirty little secret is that I I have uh, one other I actually have two other addictions uh-huh. for, than whiskey. We mentioned it earlier. Seltzers. I'm obsessed with totally <laughs> not not and not hard seltzers. Just like regular uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just like a seltzer right now. Seltzer. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not oh, even man. flavored. And my other addiction is uh, is fantasy football. I, I, I have, love it. I have 17 teams this year. Dang. Um, yeah, so that's why no, you don't sleep at night. Manage, yeah. No, no, I know. I'm I'm a total nut job, and I I listen to a lot of fantasy football podcasts, mm-hmm. um, and that got me into the podcast world. So I I that's do cool. indeed listen to podcasts. One of the things I love about uh, certain podcasts, and my wife is completely opposite of me. I love podcasts where they can go on digressions and they can just be real and be themselves and be happy to be like all right uh, we should probably get back to the to the content yes, of the, the podcast the content yeah my wife is like why are they going off track so often <laughs> and she's just like 
like like NPR podcasts are very informative and to the point, but in a really very flowing way. But we're yeah. not like we're 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 very much the digression podcast opposite of scripted and produced. Yeah, <laughs> like we we got a little bit scripted, but we're happy to be like, hey, what you know what that thing that happened last week? Like last week, last episode, we were like, I told you about the story where I saved a guy's life. <laughs> like this whole digression for five to ten minutes. Um, but John does a great podcast. It's called Embellished Podcast. And it's it's uh, one of my favorite whiskey podcasts, and he does more of an NPR podcast. He's very informative, but very real as well. And so I'm going to encourage him to reach out to you um, because I think you would do really well because he does a lot of interview podcasts as well. And so, yeah, we'll we'll send him your way because uh, I think this. he would he would do well with you get this ice ice review going. I already did. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. My, uh, guys, no, my good. ice melted. No, oh, same, same, same. I smelt it. Why would it do that? Is oh, that an in your glass? In your like ice glass, like a side ice glass. This is that's my funny. ice glass that had well, ice in it. That's a good problem that's to what have. We get I for guess. talking for so long. Yeah. I, I, um, fortunately, I know exactly what this thing tastes that's like. What it, yeah. <laughs> I was, was going to say. I think yeah, it my, exempl- or not exemplifies, but it pushes the water a little further and says, "Okay, it's still good." I have no complaints, but it's a little too sweet floral at the same time for me to love it as much as I do the neat. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm just getting like basic notes. Um, the the no. finish is nowhere near as fun and complex nope. as it was. It's no, just kind of like I'm getting finish. like a honey floral, <laughs> honey floral sweetness, mm-hmm. and then it it just it 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 brings it a little too close to forgettable territory with yep. with ice. Hundred percent. So. Yeah, so yeah, so I so it's, it's really interesting because I I uh, this is another thing I said off air. I don't know why I said mm-hmm. it off air. I should have just said it on air. <laughs> um, but but like I think with finishes, um, a lot of times we conflate heat on the finish mm-hmm. with flavor on the finish. Yeah. Um, and and I think a lot of times people will latch on and be like, "Oh, this is a great finish," and I'll drink it and I'll be like, "No, it just has a lot of heat." And and I yeah. love the warming sensation, but the point of a finish is to take the flavor and extend the flavor, right? And yep. and have it at, you you can either you can even make whiskey where the finish itself tells it tells a whole changing evolving story. Mm-hmm. And um, my favorite whiskey that we've made from a rocks standpoint, putting it on ice, is batch six. Mm-hmm. I, I think batch six on ice actually really helps because. Batch six, the finish was hotter than I wanted it to be. It was a scaling pro- problem, um, and and it had amazing flavor. And when you put it on the rocks, the ice just totally cool, like completely cools the finish mm, and cools yeah. down the heat, but yeah. actually allows a lot of the interesting flavors to kind of That's come so cool. out of it. You don't need it with this whiskey because this whiskey does not have heat on the finish. It just has flavor. And I feel yeah. like it washes out with ice. Yeah. I feel like you just, you put it on the rocks and it's like, nope, it's, it just, we've, we've not only killed the big hump in the seven to nine stretch we were talking about before yeah. and mm-hmm. muted it, but you, you totally neuter the finish and yeah, yeah. and it just washes out. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. It's just not, it's not a whiskey world. I would yeah. put on rocks. I'll tell you, I missed out. So I get, uh, I'm on the email uh, list for for Found North, and so I got a promo email uh, a month or two ago, and it was like, 
we are getting rid of a bunch of our old backstock, all of our reserve uh -huh. bottles for all these previous batches. And oh, so right. I got the email right away and I threw it in our discord right away. And I was like, Hey guys found North there's batch three and batch six yeah, and, like and several minutes. other batches available. That's crazy. And like, I was thinking about what I wanted and then I refreshed the page. I don't know, like 20 minutes later and, oh, and no, that the, the, the second batch six, batch six, um, S second or summit. whatever it is. Yeah. yeah second mm -hmm. summit that, that was like sold out already. And I was like, crap, wow. what am I doing? And then I ended up not getting anything, but man, <laughs> all of those reserve <laughs> bottles just sold out like instantly. I, we, 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 we screwed that up. I, I gotta tell you, like we literally, we were like, all right, we have all these excess bottles. What are we going to do mm -hmm. with them? We've been saying, we saved them for breaking, you know, when, mm -hmm. when you literally what happens is like, the way just just a little a little sort of behind the curtains the way it works is we don't have control over the ecom it's not ours we can't legally do it it's done through a third party who owns mm -hmm. the right licensing to do it and totally. so when we release something online like we did with batch 8 today we sell all of the cases to the accounts that can ship wherever they can ship and do all the things and then when people order through us the order gets redirected actually to the people who can who can gotcha. process the order and sell it right and so what happens of course is you get breakage you get you know mm. lost shipments and all this crap and so we always will ship to the retailers one or two extra cases or whatever it is um so that when so that when these things invariably happen we have backup bottles but after a while, you're sitting there, you're like, all right, we got nine bottles of this and 12 bottles of this. Like, what are we going to mm -hmm. do? Just and and the retail account is sitting on it. They don't it's not like they get paid until those things get sold. Right. So it's like mm -hmm. we're screwing them over, you know. So. All right. So what we're going to do is we're just going to clear out. We're going to clear house. We're going to send this email. No one's going to even notice the email. And over the few days, you know, people will sell out of stuff. I'm, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like five minutes later people emailed me and were like hey you said like this this and this were available and i just went am i going to the wrong site and i went That's in and it was funny. like sold out sold out sold out sold out. i was like that's a good problem to have uh-oh <laughs> no se second summit second summit was would have been the one to buy <laughs> oh, that's rough. what was the deal with that again was it sherry yeah so so wet cast the way wet cast work is like the second you and this is why we don't care as much about the wood type and we care more about the mm -hmm. quality of the wood. The second you dump a barrel, the quality of the wood, like a timer starts and the quality of the wood slowly starts going down. Because it's dry? Be it dries out. It gets mildewy. The, gotcha. what, what you ideally want to do is like dump it and Wrap fill it. it with something else immediately. Oh, gotcha. Right? Yeah. And so that 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 preserves the quality of the wood the most. It it allows for the 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 least amount of deterioration, I should say. Yeah. Um, and so we had this Pedro Jimenez sherry butt, Spanish oak Pedro Jimenez sherry butt. Spanish oak Pedro Jimenez sherry butt costs like ten times as much as an ex bourbon barrel. Oh wow! I'm not kidding. Literally, it's mm -hmm. like at least that. It might be fifteen times as much. It's wow. it's one of the most expensive wood types you can get if it's real Spanish yeah. oak and it's real PX, Pedro Jimenez baby. Sherry. PX is there's a lot of there's a lot of bullshit PX out there and it's not oh really okay good to know. out there interesting mm -hmm. 
you get me you can get me on a real you know, i was talking earlier uh-huh. about like you want to talk 30 minutes about something uh-huh. let's talk about sherry casts um, but, but <laughs> next time next time yeah next yeah, time, yeah next exactly time. uh but we bought like a real one and a good one and we used it and then we dumped it and mm-hmm. our dumbasses didn't know what to do with it we were like because uh... it, it has multiple good fills right like Mm-hmm. It's not just good the first fill. It's going to get multiple totally. good fills out of it. And we were sitting on absolutely nothing. We had no liquid we could put in there. But we wow. happened to be in the process of bottling batch 6. Mm-hmm. And we were like, wait oh, a second. What if we just take 500 liters of batch 6 and we put it into this barrel mm-hmm. and we'll do a special release? And we had a because it was a second fill, we were like, it's not going to get overly extractive. Mm-hmm. Because batch 6 already had all of its wood profile. But it will pick up a little bit of the rye that was in there and obviously the sherry, and it'll do good things to it. And it was one of the best whiskeys we ever it worked wow. so perfectly. But you want to talk about a whiskey that in a really sacrilegious way you should put on the rocks? Batch six uh-huh. of it. The the rarest and whiskey we've got, ever made you should put on the rocks. And you've uh-huh. got one more bottle with my name on it, right? right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got nothing. Let's talk after. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right brian and Wait. nick what i have is one your... more question oh yeah, yeah, yeah one, more question. one more question this yeah. is my most important question i've been uh-huh. dying to ask this question i've oh, saved bring it, it on saved it till the very end what is the map on the bottle is it a treasure map is it everyone at found north's favorite region I of love canada topography. what is the topographic map that's on this yeah. bottle it's a, oh yeah. man I wish that wasn't your last like glorious <laughs> question because it's the worst answer. Oh no, no the map the map is the map is a figment of Sammy's imagination. A guy on our so team. So it's not even a real like portion of a real map. So it's really funny because the the um I've had a few people who like I've had a cartographer reach out mm. to me because great. they literally were like. If this were a real place, it would be the weirdest looking place. Oh, like, yeah. This, this, is, this doesn't, it would just, this doesn't exist. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's true. Real topographical maps have way more condensed lines and way more space. Okay. Um, so originally we wanted to do the topographical map of the first distillery that we ever sourced uh, a whiskey oh, cool. from. And, and then and that we're would... going to just, <laughs> just put it in there, not even make it the whole thing. We were just going to put like a section of it in there. And uh, we flat. were told it would violate our NDA. Um, That's funny. So yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so was wondering we're going to do that. that. And then cool. um, there's a, uh, uh, there's a, uh, right, right down the hit, right down the street from uh, our, my brother. So I co-founded this with my brother. And so mm-hmm. right down the street from my brother and my uh, childhood home, um mm-hmm. is where my grandparents lived uh literally mm-hmm. it was like a one minute drive and they lived on a they lived on a, a little street called silver hill if you ever there there one of these days we will do a release called silver hill that's and, cool and this is what this will be um and my brother and i spent our childhood there we loved going over there um and it was very hilly and we got a topographical map of it and we wanted that to be it but it was aesthetically horrible. It just, it was too. And so eventually we were like, shit, we can't actually do it of a real place because it, it looks so bad on the bottle. Mm -hmm. Um, And so eventually we did something that was more evenly spaced so that it would, so that it would look good on a bottle. And and the, the fact is that like, 
it's one of those annoying commercial considerations that you just kind of have to be like, all right, well, uh, but yeah, it's just a figment. It's just a just a figment a, of our imagination. No, no, no. That's it's fine. Because Mount North is just a fig, figment of my imagination. Yeah, true, so. true. <laughs> it's it. an homage to your desire to want to use the topographical map for Ex- your childhood. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. All right, but That's I think Cole, you're it. you're getting to rating, right? Yep, rating. I have mine, um, and and I'll exp- I don't know what I gave batch seven, nine point four. I'm hoping with nine point four. I remember. Did I? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you do. You I'm so really glad you do remember? because I was I like, I gotta outdo joking. that. Um, no, I know exactly. Okay, what so <laughs> so I I originally had less, but I was like, okay, I got to adjust to the the what do you call it the uh, the the basis point, not the basis yeah. point, like the the original point. Um, so I I got to go higher than nine point four. Uh, so I'm gonna go nine point five five here. Um, <laughs> and that is because uh, this outdid it. Um, easily easily outdid it and i can't go you know like i said 1.5 to 200 times better than batch seven so i can't exactly do a you know a, what is that a, a 18.8 uh, but i can say <laughs> it is notably better than batch seven pretty um, sure that'd I be the highest love. of all time pretty yeah, exactly. sure <laughs> that would that would destroy i think i have uh eh taylor seasoned wood at 9.7 nice. and uh and i i Honestly, Nick, maybe in the future you'll beat each Taylor seasoned wood, but this is definitely beats a nine point four. Um, this is yeah nine point five five. Um, I love the vanilla, I love the berry, I love the maple syrup. It is, I I'm looking forward to uh, batch nine. And before after we give our ratings, I want to hear how batch nine is going. But Brian, what's your rating? Yeah, so. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I've got a scale, I've got an established scale now. And Mm. nine is just nine is, has got to be truly exceptional. Yeah. And like 9.5 on my scale is like, I'm legitimately reserving this bottle for special occasions Mm. kind of, kind of level. So I'm not going to reserve this bottle for special occasions because I'm going to want to drink it more often. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I, this is, this is 9.3. For me, it might sell out this week as it is released today. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. I yeah. mean, uh-huh. this episode we're recording right now is gonna mm. air at a time where this batch might even be sold like out. Like when already. this, when this, yeah, when this episode airs, it might be sold out. Yeah. So we're giving a we're giving a quick rundown on mm. the on the Discord. If you were on our Discord, yeah, we will you'd be. get early access to know how we feel Love about that. this that's batch true. and the fact Especially that you need to buy this rare ones. Mm. ASAP. Yeah. But oh, I'm landing awesome. at I'm landing at 9.3 for this because it. it is truly truly exceptional. This yeah. is this absolutely. Okay, this is we talked a lot about a whiskey hitting you hard up front but then the finish nope. kind of trails off. <clears throat> Thomas H Handy a little bit. We talked about a finish <laughs> that hits you really weak up front but then right. the finish is so Palette, delicate yeah. and tells mm-hmm. a whole story for minutes afterwards Sazerac 18 Sazerac 18 yeah <laughs> this is the perfect middle ground of both where it, it really hits is. you up front really very is. very well and it continues to st- to tell a story for many minutes afterwards this is just the absolute best of both worlds and if people said batch 7 was btac worthy batch 8 is oh my goodness more 
BTAC worthy. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So. Wow. Thank you guys. I appreciate. Any that. last any last thoughts on uh, batch eight, uh, Nick? Yeah, and then I, we want to hear how batch nine's going. Yeah, I, I would say uh, it's interesting um, because Cole, you 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 mentioned like okay, it's a hundred it's a hundred percent better, right? And then it's like mm-hmm. okay, it's a right. And and I used to um, I remember I used to sell whiskey to this guy who uh, absolutely loves Springbank Ten. And it oh, was yeah. like Springbank Ten was his go-to whiskey. Really? And okay. at the time, it was like it was it, it was fifty or sixty bucks. It was somewhere in there. It was mm. I don't know what it is now, but this is hundred you know, ten ten years yeah, ago. Back when right. I back mm. when I was 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 selling it, and um, and I remember I used he used to come in and he was a he was a guy who got uh he got paid in cash end of week mm-hmm. you know so you always so. came in on friday you know you always came in friday and he was flush on friday and he would buy a bottle of spring break 10 for the for the weekend and he came every Funny. week and he would come in and i would pour him like 12 different things i had open based on his and it never and I'd be like this 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 but of course like very little at 60 bucks at the time was better than Springbank Town. I don't know I, um, if anything was. I'm yeah, obsessed with Springbank Town. I don't love the guy. good Campbelltown. And I would pour him a whiskey and he would go, he'd go, you know what? This is like a little bit better than Springbank 10, but it's 120 bucks and it's yeah. not twice mm-hmm. as good as Springbank 10. Yeah. And he was always doing this monetary equivalent. You know totally. what I mean? This like, value. value. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. value. Is it, is it, a, is it, and the, the, the feeling I have with whiskey, because I've thought about this and I'm like, all right, I've bought, I have a thousand dollar bottle on the other mm-hmm. side of the screen. Like mm-hmm. I, I have, I have it. I'm saving it for my brother's mm-hmm. wedding. I feel uh, that. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I, I've what, got is bottle, you know? what is it? What is it? It's a 1966 vintage 46 year old Glenn Berge from Gordon and McPhail. Whoa. Okay. That's yeah. Gordon know. McPhail came that I bought wrong, yeah. that I bought in Elgin at their store. Um, that's so cool. Which is yeah. anybody who likes Scott, yeah. Scotch, that's Mecca in case you're wondering. Mm, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, um, which is funny because Elgin, I'm going to dog Elgin, but Elgin yeah. isn't like a really special town. <laughs> it's uh, got no, one good bar. It's called the Truthy Cobbler. And mm-hmm. like otherwise, there's the Elgin store and there's, no other reason you should be an elegant um yeah, yeah but the long and the short of it is like when you get obsessed with whiskey enough getting something that's one or two points better on the scale when you're getting that set it's it's actually really worth hunting down those bottles yeah. i really oh, think totally. it is i think the that's guy a good point i, it's, I mean it's like if, love if that's what you care about right exactly if that's what you better. care about yeah. hunt it out find it drink it because that's what yeah. that's what it's mm-hmm. about i love that. um Batch nine. I haven't even started making batch nine. Ooh. Uh, batch nine is not. Do you have any batch, ideas? Batch nine. I gotta go back. I gotta go back through and look at all of my rye components and see how they're mm-hmm. doing and see which one. You know, Sammy and I are really gonna like get our heads together and build batch nine around. Um, but yeah. the reason I the reason I have that luxury is because um, we are. In a couple weeks, we're releasing our first ever 20-year-old whiskey, and it is nice. not a batch. It is a named release. I wanted to is... ask you about this. You said you had yeah. – was it a single barrel or, or is it a no. just a named no. release? Nice. It is so a, a named release. Batch. It is a named release. It is the first of a series that we are creating, um, and it is uh, ridiculous. Um, nice. I am really excited for you guys to try this. 
Um, we're excited we, too. <laughs> we've got we've got that we've got that in the works. Um, That's great. And really, the 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 ugly truth about Batch Eight is we never intended to make it and release it this oh. fall. You had mm-hmm. to accelerate, right? But but what happened was we started we we made seven and we thought seven was going to last until we were going to release this whiskey that we had as like an end of year release that we mm-hmm. were going. This thing has been bottled for like six weeks. That's this whiskey funny. that's about to come out has been bottled for like might be two months. We've had it ready, <laughs> but but what happened was we we started with new distributors, and mm-hmm. you can't start when you start with a new distributor. They're like, yeah, we'll start in three months or four months or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And we ran out of whiskey. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, shit. We need to make. We need. We can't sell them like ten cases of this rare release that we're making mm-hmm. at the end of the year. We have right. to have a batch to sell them. Um, yeah. And so batch eight was was uh batch eight was was actually made, I wouldn't say in haste, but batch eight uh-huh. was made in a way where we were like, we had no intention of releasing it this year, and we literally ran out of liquid and we were like, shit, we gotta we gotta put this together. <laughs> um so so that's the that's the ugly secret about batch eight is that's we great. never we never meant to have this kid. Nick, um, <laughs> batch eight is not ugly at all, man. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah man. well done well we might as well close it up soon but uh nick we're excited and you're welcome anytime on this podcast oh my there's God. there's there, let me tell you this there are some people i would not be so quick to say that for <laughs> <laughs> no, there's this guy named brian rap <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah and uh no um this is always a pleasure and uh i think what you're doing is uh, you know, the beauty of getting into something and continuing something is you get better as you go. And as far as I've tasted, Batch 7 to Batch 8, Batch 7 was amazing. Batch 8 exceeded it. So I'm excited for this special release. I'm excited for Batch 9. And I'm excited for Batch 18 when that comes around. <laughs> uh, and you're always welcome back. So um, let us know uh, as things go by. We'll be checking in on you as well uh any any other things our listeners should keep an eye out like uh for example if it's not sold out by monday where can our listeners find batch eight yeah so so batch eight batch eight will sell out on um online retail before it sells out in stores good to know um you know we we basically we have to we have to have some that'll go to stores obviously Mm -hmm. and yep and then we reserve a certain amount for our retail partner and our other retail partners who ship around the country. Um, and so those sell out faster. Um, yeah. So batch eight will be, will be harder to find there. We have a store locator that we're getting up to date. I, nice. I honestly, That's we added cool. a bunch of new distri- distribution. So I got to like, we got to go through and add all of them. Nice. Um, but people can go there and find them. Um, if you're in Illinois, nobody ships to you. Illinois, mm-hmm. if if you want old batches of Found North, by the way, like yeah. go to Binnie's. Binnie's has oh. crazy shit of Found North yeah, in the Illinois. Midwest area. Uh, yeah, they bought so incredibly deep. And I, I remember when they bought, I was like, "You guys still have some left? You sure you want to buy more?" And they're like, "No, no, no. We like to have the library of the brand like you guys. So, so cool. They oh have God. like, they have batch three. They have some batch four lying around." I need to not go to Benny's because I'd spend eight hundred dollars. Yeah, we'll fly up to Chicago real quick. Benny's has bad batch four is one of the most 
coveted with is is really? one of the three most coveted whiskeys we've ever made oh, and it is wow. not available literally anywhere in the country and then Binny's like some Binny like shelves 10 yeah. cases of it you know <laughs> I don't like, even remember oh, that being on your special uh special release of no we had no we have none of it we had none of it left and it, and it's like you can't find it in California you can't find it in Massachusetts those are our two like earliest markets yeah. and it's sitting there at Binny's it's like oh okay um, but yeah so so like if you miss out don't don't give up go to the store locator and actually frankly like i'm not kidding email me at nick at foundnorthwhiskey.com i've hooked so many random nice. people up where it's just like they're like hey i live in this state where i can't get it shipped and i'm like all right mm-hmm. well you know when's the next time you're seeing somebody from here uh-huh. have them go pick it up i've done nice. this for people i will do it for people it's me. I'm the one who answers the emails. I'm nice. I'm the psycho. So, so yeah. Here in about <laughs> minutes, here in about 15 minutes, you're going to get an email from me about Found North Batch. Yeah, exactly. Summit. Yeah. That one. Good fucking luck. Okay. <laughs> That's like I funny. To hear you say that. All well, right. we do have some Chicago and like Benny's area listeners, so maybe even Ooh. Ben Klepsig will There's... make a trip down to Chicago and pick us up. There's one. zero batch two. You'll never. Oh, yeah. find... If anyone two, finds yeah. a batch two, I will. Uh, the, it the like batch... fell off the shelf and rolled under at that point. No, what, the, the funniest, the, one of the absolute funniest things mm. that we get is, um, of of course, because we're we make Canadian whiskey, mm-hmm. we get hit up by hockey by NHL players, by NHL whiskey drinkers, and I have some hilarious Instagram messages and emails That's from funny. from from NHL players being like, I have every batch of found North, but batch two, can you point me in the direction? And I'm literally like, Oh, if only you asked for another batch, (laughs) but I, I, I sent one to, uh, I said, we sent one to Brent Burns, um, Mm -hmm. uh, the, for San Jose, he was the captain of the San Jose sharks forever. And he sent us a signed Jersey. It was hilarious. I literally, that's amazing. It was really funny. Hold on. Ready? Yes. Oh, he's going to get it. <laughs> Got it. That's what it's all about, man. Right, right. That's so hell cool. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Let's so burns, cool. Baby. And, up and this says, uh, this says, and we were, we were like, this was early on. We only had released mm-hmm. batch one, two, three, and four. And he mm-hmm. reached out to us. We had like eight hundred followers on our Instagram. No and way. I recognized the name. I was like, I was like, this has to be fake. Like, yeah, yeah. this is really. <laughs> But he sent us a sign jersey and said, Nick, thanks for keeping us hydrated. <laughs> God bless Canada. I know. Oh, I know. That's so great. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, anyway, we love guys, it. thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate Always it. Always a pleasure, Nick. And Seriously. at this point, it's like, yeah, like you've proven yourself easy to talk to and fun to fun to talk and ask questions. Hang so, out with. I, I, have a, yeah. I have an idea for the three of us for, mm-hmm. for the next show. Ooh, I think, you want to talk about it now? Yeah, I want to pr- do I want it. To use it right now. I'll send you both samples of one through eight. <gasps> Wait, you got oh one through eight? My God, I mean, I have it in my own bottles. Yeah, we'll do. I'll send you Ooh. all a little. Ooh. We'll get eight fifties, and yeah, we won't, we won't talk. We we won't talk like yeah, ice what pour. Or what he's doing or anything like that? Yeah, we'll just, we'll just be like. Up. What do you think and of you one? Can just say, and, I, and you can say, what were you What were you trying to do? What was what were going on? And we'll just go I through it. I love it. No, it sounds like, sold. sounds like fun, right? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Sounds right. like our new episode uh, uh, standard. 
We'll have yeah, to like reach it. out to all of our uh, distilleries and say, hey, here's how we do it from now on. that you've ever made. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah Nick. And yeah, the, uh, you're in trouble. Uh, George C. Stag batch one. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like you're in trouble. I wrote this down time. already. Yeah. I wrote this down already as a future show idea. So it's in. It's submitted. Yeah, yeah. Inject hey. it into the calendar. I'm ready. If you make it happen, we'll make it happen. So oh, no, that'd be God. great. Nick, um, awesome. I wish you so well in uh, oh, prepping for batch nine prepping for this special release do you have a name for a special release yeah it's called peregrine oh, i love it thank like you. a falcon oh, like peregrine yeah. took lord of the rings <laughs> <laughs> peregrine took is good. Do, do you know what the origin of the word peregrine is no um, i don't so so uh peregrine falcon actually means uh, translates directly to pilgrim falcon oh um, per- peregrine like peregrinate means to wander or explore uh, yeah, nice. and basically it's it fits our ethos of 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 what we say at our company and so it's follow the whiskey this idea of it. like whiskey is a whiskey yeah. blending whiskey is a journey that you that you're constantly wandering through so the oh, act yeah. of finding yeah. north yeah for yeah. sure oh yeah, exactly. yeah there you go <laughs> oh, uh, but real quick uh, yeah. you yeah. mentioned uh you mentioned that barrel uh one of 14 that got cast aside and it was mm-hmm. some some kind of expensive something to make or whatever did you have a name for that one too did no that barrel was going to be in the blend and yeah. we just pulled it so out yeah, of the blend, blend would have been named so okay. so so the blend was peregrine it we pulled it out of peregrine we pulled oh, it out of the oh, most so expensive cool. damn whiskey we've ever made yeah yes. <laughs> oh my gosh Pain i love that <laughs> Throw that in as a blind in the samples of one through eight, and we'll be like, "What the hell Just is this the, one? What the hell is this crap?" <laughs> like, yeah. That was yeah, the, that was the cognac barrel that went totally haywire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. funny. Well, this has been awesome. Um, yeah. Nick? At this point, we typically yeah. go through hopes yeah. and something that we hope for the near future. Maybe something mm-hmm. we hope for our listeners, or maybe something we hope for ourselves. I hope. That by the time this episode comes out, there's still <laughs> bottles left for Heck the yes. listeners who aren't on our Discord to know for the sake of our people where they yes. hear the early access to buy one immediately. Yeah, and I, I hope, uh, yeah, we're gonna have you on a buttload of times every batch, and uh, but most of all, listeners, I hope that our love of whiskey lifted your spirits. <laughs> You're both idiots! Sweet!
dead. And that was Dr. James Swan. And I think uh-huh. that guy was a generational distiller and really yeah. could do that. And I don't know anyone else alive that can. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, yeah, with being kept up at night and just thinking about how to scale up, totally, totally get that. Uh, which leads me to another question. Yes. Uh, we mm-hmm. pulled our Instagram followers and mm-hmm. one of our favorites of all time, Ben Klepsig, yep. uh, had a question for you. And that question was how long you can maintain that quality. And, and uh, you're sourcing your barrels, uh, you know, if a higher bidder comes in, uh, could that be something that affects you in the future or are yeah. there, stocks is there a shortage of like 20 ish year barrels in the Canadian landscape? Yeah. So, so I'll, there are two things I'll say to that one. Um, we made a whiskey that I will send you and we'll be back and we'll talk nice. about mm-hmm. it's going to be really fun. But when we made this whiskey, it was by far the most expensive process for us in terms really? of all the things we did. We, we like all the different pieces of the puzzle. It, it like the process was just, there was recasking and reblending and all these different things that just, they add labor, they add uh, loss, right? Like just sheer liquid loss. Anytime you recast something, the, the angel share is not linear because you lose the devil's cut first, right? You mm-hmm. you lose the barrel like it's just inflating with all of the mm-hmm. liquid itself. Yeah, right. Um, and we did eight barrels of this this stuff and we threw out one of the barrels. Not mm-hmm. not like we threw it, dumped it down the drain. We just were like, we can't include this because it affects the overall quality because it mm-hmm. went a little haywire. Okay, yeah. so uh, the the rest were pretty similar, but one barrel just went a whole different way. And honestly, we could have blended it in, and I think the whiskey would have been marginally worse. I think, I think it would have been marginally worse, and vastly more profitable for us. And mm-hmm. the answer is right. just the answer is just hard no. Like yeah. no, Love we'll that. figure out if we can. We'll figure out if we can recast that barrel or blend it into something at a greater scale in a way mm-hmm. that's that has a positive effect of the whiskey. But I literally would rather it sit in a plastic tote for the next 10 years than put a whiskey into one of our blends that negatively yeah. affects the blend. Um, so that's that's piece one. And that's and that, by the way, Brian, is why I'm terrified of scaling up because we have these standards where it's like and and we have conversations about this. Like, okay, if we're gonna start blending with 25 barrels as one of the components instead of three barrels as one of the components which we have so much control over how do we do that in a way that maintains the quality and the hard thing is the precision the precision is hard right it's like get to where you want to go because it's the same in my mind it's the same argument you were saying earlier you can't have an idea of where of what your distillate's going to taste like before you distill it Right. The the more barrels you have, you can't have that precise idea of where you're going to get up because now your variance mm-hmm. is doubled or whatever. The and the downside of this all is availability. <laughs> we're in we're in like I don't know 15, 18 different markets in retail mm-hmm. now. Maybe it's cl- closer to twenty. I, I my my brother's in charge of this, and mm-hmm. and. We, we easily could sell into every single state and we easily could have sold a lot more whiskey to every single one of our markets. And so the the tricky thing for us is it's not just about scaling because like uh, it's not just scaling because we want to grow as a business and 
make money and succeed in life and whatever, which are all real goals. And <laughs> nice. that's all yeah. important. It's nice, you know, mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to pay my mortgage, you know, uh, <laughs> but, but it's also a matter of like, if we can't scale and more people find out about Found North, fewer people are going to be able to get it and it's going to piss yeah. people off. And I don't want to make whiskey that's inaccessible for the sake of it being inaccessible, which I think a lot of Absolutely. people do, which is they're like, mm. we're going to make this and, and we're going to make 12,000 bottles, even though we can like sell King of Kentucky, 20,000 yeah. bottles. And it's <laughs> right. like, yeah, you're literally your whole marketing thing in that situation is just, you can't get it. So you want it. Mm. And that's what makes yep. it special. Yeah. That is not what we're trying to do at found North, but right. at the same mm-hmm. time, like, how do you scale? You keep in, up. Mm-hmm. How do you scale in a way that you keep up with the demand and you don't lose the quality? And the answer mm-hmm. is, we have a ton of access to really good barrels. We we've bought insanely deep into Canadian. We've taken That's every cool. penny we've made and and invested it in the supply, just a hundred percent. We buy the supply, we recast the supply, and like we, we must spend way less time in market than we probably should because. Mm-hmm. We're just obsessive over the, 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 as soon as we finish a blend, I'm not sitting there going like, oh, great, I can take a break. I, I do mm-hmm. that in my head. But what really happens is I immediately start going, hey, we haven't tasted this, 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 this mm-hmm. in a while. And we need to see where they're going, see how they're doing, see what's going on. And we, we're keeping constant tabs on absolutely every barrel we own. That's cool. Th- that's, that's a lot of barrels now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So, so, you know, I think in terms of, can we scale and maintain the quality? We can certainly do it from a liquid standpoint. And I think the, the, um, the reason we'll be able to do it from just a pure quality and scale point is because it is the fundamental value of found North. It is the thing, like people will talk about your marketing and your, your go-to-market strategy and this and that and the other thing. And the bottom line is if you make good whiskey, you'll probably succeed. Um, Like that's, that's really it. Like you can, you can do a lot of things to pull other levers. Good point. But like, if you make good liquid, Mm -hmm. then you'll succeed. And I think for us, the comments that we get that get us most jacked up about found North is the people in the industry who sit there and go, these fuckers just made a better whiskey than the last one. That's mm-hmm. like, yep, that's, us. that's what I, that's what I want to hear every single, yeah. I want people to sit mm-hmm. there and go and not go, Oh God, you know, that batch four is something I'll never forget, but the next four batches are all, you know, they're good. Like, yeah, that's not it's what I It's hard to outdo yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to, but we're so yeah. obsessed with it that, that we really spend an enormous amount of time paying attention to that and we're not trying to just scale this thing as fast as we possibly can Mm. at the at the at the sacrifice of like the liquid needs to be something that we're literally proud of every single bottle that goes in we want it to be what it is and this is the same thing with our single barrel program we spend a ton of money and a ton of time doing single barrels and if one is an aging right you know there's a there's this thing that people say on this side on the supply side, mm-hmm. which is like, well, somebody's gonna like it, <laughs> and and it's true. You hear that all the time. Yeah, they'll say like, oh, put it in because you never know. Like it'll be someone's cup of tea. 
And it's like, yeah, I don't care if it's their cup of tea, if it's yeah. not mine, because, yeah. because like, it's still our name and it's still our exactly. bottle and the liquid better still, the, the liquid better still hit the way that we want every bottle of Found North to hit. Exactly. So I'm assuming there are some barrels you've just said it's too late. Sorry. Like we put it. What's what's weird about whiskey is that the, that it goes like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There were there were some barrels where we were like, ah shit, this is tipped into unusable. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. yeah. And and you're like, okay, well, what are you gonna do with it? You know, you're not gonna mm -hmm. just like, you're not gonna be like, oh, cool, let's dump it into tote and put it uh -huh. in and like stop the aging. What right. you do is you sit there and you go, well, let's come back in three months and see what's going yeah. on. And there have been times where it's like, ah, oh, we missed with this one. We should have bottled it two months ago yeah. and then we come back mm. three months later and we're like hey this is actually now doing something that's cool that we can work with yeah mm. like and that's that. why you in batch seven uh that's why you didn't wait for it to hit 19 years so you could slap a 19 year age statement on it you were afraid yeah. it was mm -hmm. like this and it was gonna go like that well it was, you were afraid it was high we in the middle of the summer low. and we were in the middle of the summer and yeah. more shit happens when it's hot like <laughs> that's just the way it's the way it goes right so uh real quick you guys try yeah. it with uh water yet oh yeah 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 i do um uh, go ahead yeah i loved it but it wasn't better yeah i agree to that me. it wasn't better to it took yeah. the fruit away for me i mm -hmm. i didn't get the i didn't get the uh, like a jammy fruit anymore um but i did get more of those deep earthy tones that nick mm -hmm. was talking about um, I think sure it's more leather. Yeah, I can get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Totally. Yeah, I felt like it was good, uh, but the vanilla and that that hump of uh, of berry wasn't as pleasant. It wasn't bad. Like I would still love this with uh, with water, but I think it was preferable to or preferable neat for me. I think it flattens the um, the the dynamics I was talking about in the beginning. Yeah, totally where which which rarely happens like when when i when i actually add water to most of the whiskeys we've made they actually mm. start to get more intense with certain flavors which yeah which which makes sense in a from from a chemical standpoint i feel mm. like that makes sense because certain certain compounds are really activated by water so totally. you know you'd you'd expect to get like certain characteristics suddenly being more pronounced and mm. I actually think this thing, like the dynamics go down. It actually settles. It mm -hmm. almost like stretches it out a little bit. Yeah. Where yeah. yeah. As if you took the ends and pulled it yeah, apart. Yeah. You just yeah. pulled mm -hmm. it and it was like, okay, this is a little bit, this is a little steadier. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I like it. I like it a lot with water, but I'm with you. I think this thing, I think it doesn't, it doesn't need it. Whereas that's mm. seven. I actually think you're doing a disservice if you don't add a little water to it. Totally. Uh, mm -hmm. The uh, another prominent note I got with water that I didn't find originally was maple. Like, uh, mm. it could just be because we were talking like about syrup or blueberry no, syrup. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely it had, agree. It had a mm. distinct eye hoppiness to it that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in a good way, not in a not in a fake way, like a perfect way. Um, one of our listeners also reached out, and I agree with him. His name is John Hughes. He hosts a podcast called Embellish Pod. I'm going to in, encourage him to reach out to you because he does actually. So we do. I don't know if you're like, do you listen to podcasts at all, Nick? I 
I my dirty little secret is that I I have uh, one other. I actually have two other addictions uh-huh. for than whiskey. We mentioned it earlier. Seltzers. I'm obsessed with totally. <laughs> not not and not hard seltzers. Just like regular. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just like a seltzer right now. Seltzer. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, not oh, even man. flavored. And my other addiction is uh, is fantasy football. I, I, I have, love it. I have 17 teams this year. Dang. Um, yeah, so that's why no, you don't sleep at night. Manage, yeah. No, no, I know. I'm I'm a total nut job, and I I listen to a lot of fantasy football podcasts, mm-hmm. um, and that got me into the podcast world. So I I that's do cool. indeed listen to podcasts. One of the things I love about uh, certain podcasts, and my wife is completely opposite of me. I love podcasts where they can go on digressions and they can just be real and be themselves and be happy to be like all right uh, we should probably get back to the to the content yes, of the, the podcast content yeah my wife is like why are they going off track so often <laughs> and she's just like 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 npr podcasts are very informative and to the point but in a really very flowing way but yeah. we're not like we're 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 very much the digression podcast opposite of scripted and produced. <laughs> yeah, like we we got a little bit scripted, but we're happy to be like, hey, what you know what that thing would happened last week? Like last week, last episode, we were like, I told you about the story where I saved a guy's life. <laughs> like this whole digression for five to ten minutes. Um, but John does a great podcast. It's called Embellished Podcast. And it's it's uh, one of my favorite whiskey podcasts, and he does more of an NPR podcast. He's very informative, but very real as well. And so I'm going to encourage him to reach out to you um, because I think you would do really well because he does a lot of interview podcasts as well. And so, yeah, we'll we'll send him your way because uh, I think this. he would he would do well with you get this ice ice review going. I already did. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. My, uh, guys, no, my ice melted. No, oh, same, same, same. I smelt it. Why would it do that? Is oh, that an in your glass? In your like ice glass, like a side ice glass. This is that's my funny. ice glass that had well, ice in it. That's a good problem well, to we have. Get I guess. We're talking for so long. Yeah. I, I, um, fortunately, I know exactly what this thing tastes that's like. What I, <laughs> yeah. I was, was going to say. I think yeah, it my, exempl- or not exemplifies, but it pushes the water a little further and says, "Okay, it's still good." I have no complaints, but it's a little too sweet floral at the same time for me to love it as much as I do the neat. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm just getting like basic notes. Um, the mm. the finish is nowhere near as fun and complex nope. as it was. It's no, just kind of like I'm getting finish. like a honey floral, <laughs> honey floral sweetness, mm. and then it it just it 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 brings it a little too close to forgettable territory with yep. with ice. Hundred percent. So. Yeah, so yeah, so I so it's, it's really interesting because I I uh, this is another thing I said off air. I don't know why I said mm-hmm. it off air. I should have just said it on air. <laughs> um, but but like I think with finishes, um, a lot of times we conflate heat on the finish mm-hmm. with flavor on the finish. Yeah. Um, and and I think a lot of times people will latch on and be like, "Oh, this is a great finish," and I'll drink it and I'll be like, "No, it just has a lot of heat." And and I yeah. love the warming sensation, but the point of a finish is to take the flavor and extend the flavor, right? And yep. and have it at, you you can either you can even make whiskey where the finish itself tells it tells a whole changing evolving story. Mm-hmm. And um, my favorite whiskey that we've made from a rocks standpoint, putting it on ice, is batch six. 
I, okay. I think batch six on ice actually really helps because batch six, the finish was hotter than I wanted it to be. It was a scaling pro- problem. Um, and, and it had amazing flavor. And when you put it on the rocks, the ice just totally cool, like completely cools the finish mm, and cools yeah. down the heat, but yeah. actually allows a lot of the interesting flavors to kind of That's come so cool. out of it. You don't need it with this whiskey because this whiskey does not have heat on the finish. It just has flavor. And I feel yeah. like it washes out with ice. Yeah. I feel like you just, you put it on the rocks and it's like, nope, it's, it just, we've, we've not only killed the big hump in the seven to nine stretch we were talking about before yeah. and mm-hmm. muted it, but you, you totally neuter the finish and yeah, yeah. and it just washes out. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. This is not, this is not a whiskey world. I would yeah. put on rocks. I'll tell you, I missed out. So I get, uh, I'm on the email, uh, list for, for found North. And so I got a promo email, uh, a month or two ago and it was like, we are getting rid of a bunch of our old backstock, all of our reserve uh-huh. bottles for all these previous batches. And oh, so right. I got the email right away and I threw it in our discord right away. And I was like, Hey guys found North there's batch three and batch six and, like and several minutes. other batches available. That's crazy. And like, I was thinking about what I wanted and then I refreshed the page. I don't know, like 20 minutes later and, oh, and no, that the, the, the second batch six, batch six, um, S second or summit. whatever it is. Yeah. yeah second mm-hmm. summit that, that was like sold out already. And I was like, crap, wow. what am I doing? And then I ended up not getting anything, but man, <laughs> all of those reserve <laughs> bottles just sold out like instantly. I, we, 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 we screwed that up. I, I gotta tell you, like we literally, we were like, <laughs> All right, we have all these excess bottles. What are we going to do mm. with them? We've been saved. We saved them for breakage. Look, when we, you know, when <laughs> mm-hmm. when you literally what happens is like the way just just a little a little sort of behind the curtains. The way it works is we don't have control over the ecom. It's not ours. We can't legally do it. It's done through a third party who owns mm-hmm. the right licensing to do it. And totally. so when we release something online, like we did with Batch Eight today we sell all of the cases to the accounts that can ship wherever they can ship and do all the things. And then when people order through us, the order gets redirected actually to the people who can, who can gotcha. process the order and sell it. Right. And so what happens of course is you get breakage, you get, you know, mm. lost shipments and all this crap. And so we always will, ship to the retailers one or two extra cases or whatever it is um so that when so that when these things invariably happen we have backup bottles but after a while you're sitting there you're like all right we got nine bottles of this and 12 bottles of this like what are we gonna Mm -hmm. do just and and the retail account is sitting on it they don't it's not like they get paid until those things get sold right so it's like Mm -hmm. we're screwing them over you know so all right, so what we're going to do is we're just going to clear out. We're going to clear house. We're going to send this email. No one's going to even notice the email. And over the few days, you know, people will sell out of stuff. I'm, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like five minutes later, people emailed me and were like, hey, you said like this, this, and this were available. And I just went, am I going to the wrong site? And I went That's in and it was funny. like sold out, sold out, sold out. Sold. I was like, That's a good problem to have. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, se- second summit, second summit was would have been the one to buy <laughs> oh, <that's rough. laughs> what was the deal with that again was it sherry yeah so that's so funny. wet cast the way wet casts work is like the second you and this is why we don't care as much about 
the wood type and we care more about the mm-hmm. quality of the wood. The second you dump a barrel, the quality of the wood, like a timer starts and the quality of the wood slowly starts going down. Because it's dry? Be, it dries out. It gets mildewy. The, gotcha. what, what you ideally want to do is like dump it and Wrap fill it. it with something else immediately. Oh, gotcha. Right? Yeah. And so that 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 preserves the quality of the wood the most. It, it allows for the, the, the least amount of deterioration, I should say. Yeah. Um, and so we had this Pedro Jimenez sherry butt, Spanish oak Pedro Jimenez sherry butt. Spanish oak Pedro Jimenez sherry butt costs like 10 times as much as an ex-bourbon barrel. Oh, wow. I'm not kidding. Literally, it's mm-hmm. like at least that. It might be 15 times as much. It's, wow. it's one of the most expensive wood types you can get if it's real Spanish yeah. oak and it's real PX, Pedro Jimenez baby. Sherry. PX is there's a lot of there's a lot of bullshit PX out there and it's not it's oh really a lot of okay good to know. out there interesting mm-hmm. you get me you get me on a real yeah I was talking earlier uh-huh. about like you want to talk thirty minutes about something uh-huh. let's talk about sherry casts um, but but <laughs> next time next time yeah next yeah, time, yeah next exactly time. Uh, but we bought like a real one and a good one and we used it and then we dumped it and mm-hmm. our dumbasses didn't know what to do with it. We were like, because it, it has multiple good fills, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not just good the first fill. It's going to get multiple totally. good fills out of it. And we were sitting on absolutely nothing. We had no liquid we could put in there. But we wow. happened to be in the process of bottling batch six. Mm-hmm. And we were like, wait oh, a second. What if we just take 500 liters of batch six and we put it into this barrel mm-hmm. and we'll do a special release? And we had a, because it was a second fill, we were like, it's not going to get overly extractive. Because mm-hmm. batch six already had all of its wood profile, but it will pick up a little bit of the rye that was in there and obviously the sherry, and it'll do good things to it. And it was one of the best whiskeys we ever it worked wow. so perfectly. But you want to talk about a whiskey that in a really sacrilegious way you should put on the rocks? Batch six uh-huh. some it. The the rarest and whiskey we've got, ever made you should put on the rocks. And you've uh-huh. got one more bottle with my name on it, right? right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got nothing. Let's talk after. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> All right, Brian. And Wait, Nick. What I have is one your... more question. Oh, yeah, one, yeah, more yeah, question. one more question. This yeah. is my most important question. I've been dying uh-huh. to ask this question. I've oh, saved it. Bring to, it on. Saved it till the very end. What is the map on the bottle? Is it a treasure map? Is it everyone at Found North's favorite region I of love Canada? Topography. What is the topographic map that's on this yeah. bottle? It's a, oh yeah. man, I wish that wasn't your last like glorious question because <laughs> it's the worst answer. Oh no, no the map the map is the map is a figment of Sammy's imagination. A guy on our so team. So it's not even a real like portion of a real map. So it's really funny because the the um i've had a few people who like i've had a cartographer reach out mm-hmm. to me because oh, great. they literally were like if this were a real place it would be the weirdest looking place oh like, yeah that'd be this, this, is, this doesn't place. it would just this doesn't exist right yeah, um yeah. and it's true real topographical maps have way more condensed lines and way more mm-hmm. space Um, so originally we wanted to do the topographical map of the first distillery that we ever sourced, uh, uh, whiskey from, and then we're going to just, we're going (laughs) to just put it in there, not even make it the whole thing. We were just going to put like a section of it in there. And, uh, we were told it would violate our NDA. Um, that's funny. Yeah. 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 So we're going to do that. that. And then, um, there's a, uh, uh, 
there's a, a right right down the hit right down the street from uh, our my brother. So I co-founded this with my brother, and so mm-hmm. right down the street from my brother and my uh, childhood home uh, mm-hmm. is where my grandparents lived. Uh, literally, mm-hmm. it was like a one minute drive, and they lived on a they lived on a, a little street called Silver Hill. If you ever there there one of these days we will do a release called Silver Hill. That's and, cool. And this is what this will be. Um, and my brother and I spent our childhood there. We loved going over there. Um, and it was very hilly. And we got a topographical map of it and we wanted that to be it, but it was aesthetically horrible. It just it was too <laughs> and so yeah. eventually we were like, shit, we can't actually do it of a real place because it it looks so bad on the bottle. Mm-hmm. Um and so eventually we did something that was more evenly spaced so that it would so that it would look good on a bottle yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the, the fact is that like it's one of those annoying commercial considerations that you just kind of have to be like all right well uh but yeah it's just a figment it's just a just a it's figment a, of our imagination no no, no. that's it's fine homage... north is just a fig, figment of my imagination <laughs> yeah, true, so, true. Yeah, it's it. an homage to your desire to want to use the topographical map for Ex- your childhood thank you home. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly homage. exactly <laughs> Yeah, All right, but I think great. Cole, I you're it. you're getting to rating, right? Yep, rating. I have mine, um, and and I'll exp- I don't know what I gave batch seven, nine point four. I'm hoping with nine point four. I remember. Oh, I'm so glad you do. You I'm so really glad you do remember? because I was I like, I gotta outdo joking. that. Um, no, I know exactly. Okay, what so. <laughs> So I, I originally had less, but I was like, okay, I got to adjust to the, the, what do you call it? The, uh, the, the basis point, not the basis yeah. point, like the, the original point. Um, so I, I got to go higher than 9.4. Uh, so I'm going to go 9.55 here. Um, <laughs> and that is because uh, this outdid it um, easily easily outdid it and i can't go you know like i said 1.5 to 200 times better than batch seven so i can't exactly do a you know what is that a a, a 18.8 but i can say (laughs) it is notably better than batch seven pretty Um, sure that'd be the highest of all time pretty sure (laughs) that would that would destroy i think i have uh eh taylor seasoned wood at 9.7 nice and uh and i i honestly nick maybe in the future you'll beat each taylor seasoned wood but this is definitely beats a 9.4 um this is yeah 9.55 um i love the vanilla i love the berry i love the maple syrup it is i i'm looking forward to uh batch nine and before after we give our ratings i want to hear how batch nine is going but brian what's your rating yeah so I, uh, I'm, I'm, I've got a scale, I've got an established scale now. And mm. nine is just nine is, has got to be truly exceptional. Yeah. And like and nine, what 9.5 on my scale is like, I'm legitimately reserving this bottle for special occasions mm. kind of, kind Good. of level. So I'm not going to reserve this bottle for special occasions because I'm going to want to drink it more often. Totally. <laughs> I, uh, this is, this is 9.3. 
for me. People might sell out this week as it is released today. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I yeah. mean, uh-huh. this episode we're recording right now is going to mm. air at a time where this batch might even be sold like out. Like when already. this, when this, yeah, when this episode airs, it might be sold out. Yeah. So we're giving a we're giving a quick rundown on mm. the on the Discord. If you were on our Discord, yeah, we you'd be. get early access to know how we feel about that. this that's batch true. and the fact Especially that you need to buy this. Rare ones. Mm-hmm. ASAP. Yeah. But oh, I'm landing awesome. at I'm landing at 9.3 for this because it. it is truly truly exceptional. This yeah. is this absolutely. Okay, this is we talked a lot about a whiskey hitting you hard up front but then the finish yep. kind of trails off. <clears throat> Thomas H. Handy a little bit. We talked about a finish <laughs> that hits you really weak up front, but then right. the finish is so Palette, delicate yeah. and tells mm. a whole story for minutes afterwards. Sazerac 18. Sazerac 18. Yeah. <laughs> this is the perfect middle ground of both where it, it really hits is. you up front really very, is. very well. And it continues to st- to tell a story for many minutes afterwards. This is just the absolute best of both worlds. And it, people said batch seven was BTAC worthy. Batch eight is oh my goodness more BTAC worthy hundred percent yeah so wow thank you guys I appreciate any that. last any last thoughts on uh, batch eight uh, Nick yeah, and then I, we want to hear how batch nine's going yeah I, I would say uh, it's interesting um, because Cole you 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 mentioned like okay it's a hundred it's a hundred percent better right and then it's like mm-hmm. okay it's so right and and I used to. Um, I remember I used to sell whiskey to this guy who uh, absolutely loved Springbank 10. And it oh, was yeah. like Springbank 10 was his go-to whiskey. Really? And okay. at the time it was like, it was, it, it was 50 or 60 bucks. It was somewhere in there. It was, mm. I don't know what it is now, but this is hundred you know, ten ten 10 years yeah, ago, back more. when I, back mm. when I was, was, was selling it. And, um, and I remember I used, he used to come in and he was a, he was a guy who got, uh, he got paid in cash end of week, mm-hmm. you know. So you I always came in on Friday, you know. You always came in Friday, and he was flush on Friday, and he would buy a bottle of Springbank Ten for the for the weekend. And he came every Funny. week, and he would come in, and I would pour him like twelve different things I had open based on his. And it never and I'd be like this, 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 this. But of course, like very little at sixty bucks at the time was better than Springbank Town. I don't know I, um, if anything was. I'm yeah, obsessed with Springbank Town. I don't love the guy. good Campbelltown. And I would pour him a whiskey and he would go, he'd go, you know what? This is like a little bit better than Springbank 10. But it's 120 bucks and it's yeah. not twice mm-hmm. as good as Springbank 10. Yeah. And he was always doing this monetary equivalent. You know totally. what I mean? This like, value. Value. Yeah. value yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. value. Is it is it a, is it and the 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 feeling I have with whiskey because I've thought about this and I'm like, all right, I've bought, I have a thousand dollar bottle on the other mm. side of the screen. Like mm-hmm. I, I have, I have it. I'm saving it for my brother's mm-hmm. wedding. I feel uh, that. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I, I've what got is it? Bottle, you know? What is it's it? A, it's a 1966 vintage, 46 year old Glenn Berge from Gordon and McPhail. Whoa. Okay. That's yeah, amazing. Gordon and McPhail. That I bought. Wrong, yeah. That I bought in Elgin at their store. Um, that's so. Cool. Which is Hell yeah. anybody who likes Scott yeah. Scotch. That's Mecca. In case you're wondering. Mm, oh yeah. 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 And and um, which is funny because Elgin. I'm gonna dog Elgin, but Elgin yeah. isn't like a really special town. <laughs> it's uh, got no, one good bar. It's called the Truthy Cobbler, and mm-hmm. like otherwise, there's the Elgin store, and there's no other reason you should be in elegant <laughs> um yeah, yeah but the long and the short of it is like when you get 
obsessed with whiskey enough, getting something that's one or two points better on the scale when you're getting that set, it's it's actually really worth hunting down those bottles. Yeah. I really oh, think totally. it is. I think the that's guy. That's a good point. I, it's, I mean, it's like if, love if that's what you care about, right? Exactly. If that's one's what you better. care about. Yeah. Hunt it out, find it, drink it, because that's what yeah. that's what it's mm-hmm. about. I love that. Um, Batch nine. I haven't even started making batch nine. Ooh. Uh, batch nine is not. Do you have any batch, ideas? Batch nine. I gotta go back. I gotta go back through and look at all of my rye components and see how they're mm-hmm. doing and see which one. You know, Sammy and I are really gonna like get our heads together and build batch nine around. Um, but yeah. the reason I the reason I have that luxury is because um, we are. In a couple of weeks, we're releasing our first ever 20-year-old whiskey, and it is nice. not a batch. It is a named release. I wanted to is... ask you about this. You said you had, yeah. was it a single barrel, or, or is it a no. just a named oh, release? Nice. It is so a, a named release. It is a named release. It is the first of a series that we're creating, um, and it is uh, ridiculous. Um, nice. I am really excited for you guys to try this. We're excited um, we, too. <laughs> we've got we've got that we've got that in the works. Um, That's great. And really, the 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 ugly truth about batch eight is we never intended to make it and release it cool. this fall. You mm-hmm. had to accelerate, right? But but what happened was we started we we made seven and we thought seven was going to last until we were going to release this whiskey that we had as like an end of year release that mm-hmm. we were going. This thing has been bottled for like six weeks. That's this whiskey funny. that's about to come out has been bottled for like might be two months. We've had it ready. <laughs> but but what happened was we we started with new distributors. And mm-hmm. you can't start when you start with a new distributor, they're like, Yeah, we'll start in three months or four months or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And we ran out of whiskey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, uh-huh. shit, we need to make we need we can't sell them like 10 cases of this rare release that we're making mm-hmm. at the end of the year. We have right. to have a batch to sell them. Um, yeah. And so batch eight was was uh, batch eight was was actually made. I wouldn't say in haste, but batch eight uh-huh. was made in a way where we were like, we had no intention of releasing it this year, and we literally ran out of liquid, and we were like, shit, we gotta we gotta put this together. <laughs> um, so so that's the that's the ugly secret about batch eight is that's we never great. we never meant to have this kid. Nick, um, <laughs> batch eight is not ugly at all, man. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah man. well done well we might as well close it up soon but uh nick we're excited and you're welcome anytime on this podcast oh my there's God. there's there, let me tell you this there are some people i would not be so quick to say that for <laughs> <laughs> no, there's this guy named brian rap <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah and uh no um this is always a pleasure and uh i think what you're doing is uh, you know, the beauty of getting into something and continuing something is you get better as you go. And as far as I've tasted, Batch 7 and Batch 8, Batch 7 was amazing. Batch 8 exceeded it. So I'm excited for this special release. I'm excited for Batch 9. And I'm excited for Batch 18 when that comes around. <laughs> uh, and you're always welcome back. So um, let us know uh, as things go by. We'll be checking it on you as well uh any any other things our listeners should keep an eye out like uh for example if it's not sold out by monday where can our listeners find batch eight yeah so so batch eight batch eight will sell out on um online retail 
before it sells out in stores. Good to know. Um, you know, we we basically we have to we have to have some that will go to stores, obviously, mm-hmm. and yep. and then we reserve a certain amount for our retail partner and our other retail partners who ship around the country. Um, and so those sell out faster. Um, so batch eight will be, will be harder to find there. We have a store locator that we're getting up to date. I I, honestly, we added a bunch of new distribution. So I got to like, we got to go through and add all of them. Nice. Um, but people can go there and find them. Um, if you're in Illinois, nobody ships to you. Illinois, if mm-hmm. if you want old batches of Found North, by the way, like yeah. go to Binnie's. Binnie's has oh. crazy shit of Found North yeah, in the Midwest area. Uh, yeah, they bought so incredibly deep. And I, I, I remember when they bought, I was like, "You guys still have some left? You sure you want to buy more?" And they're like, "No, no, no. We like to have the library of the brand like you guys. So, so cool. They oh have gosh. like, they have batch three. They have some batch four lying around." I need to not go to Benny's because I'd spend yeah. $800. <laughs> yeah, we'll Benny's, fly up to Chicago real quick. Benny's has bad. Batch four is one of the most coveted with is, is really? one of the three most coveted whiskeys we've ever made. Oh, and it is wow. not available literally anywhere in the country. And then Benny's well, like is some Benny like shelves. 10 yeah. cases of it, you know? I don't like, even remember oh Batch four God. being on your special uh, special release. Of no, we had no, we bottles. have none That's of it. Funny. We had none of it left. And, it, and it's like, you can't find it in California. You can't find it in Massachusetts. Those are our two like earliest markets. Yeah. And it's sitting there at Benny's. So it's like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah so so like if you miss out don't don't give up go to the store locator and actually frankly like i'm not kidding email me at nick at foundnorthwhiskey.com i've hooked so many random people up where it's just like they're like hey i live in this state where i can't get it shipped and i'm like all right Mm -hmm. well you know when's the next time you're seeing somebody from here Uh have them go pick it up i've done this for people i will do it for people it's me. I'm the one who answers the emails. I'm nice. I'm the psycho. So, so yeah, in about <laughs> minutes, here in about 15 minutes, you're going to get an email from me about Found North Batch. Yeah, exactly. Summit. Yeah. That one. Good fucking luck. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's like I needed to hear too. you say that. All well, right. we do have some Chicago and like Benny's area listeners, so maybe even Ooh. Ben Klepsig will there's, make a trip down to Chicago and pick us up. There's one. zero Batch Two. You'll never. Oh, yeah. find, if batch anyone two, finds yeah. a That's Batch funny. Two, I will. Uh, the, it the like batch... fell off the shelf and rolled under at that point. No, what, the, uh, the funniest, the, one of the absolute funniest things mm. that we get is, um, of of course, because we're we make Canadian whiskey, mm-hmm. we get hit up by hockey by NHL players, That's by funny. NHL whiskey drinkers, and I have some hilarious Instagram messages and emails That's from funny. from from nhl players being like i have every batch of found north but batch two can you point me in the direction and i'm literally like oh if only you asked for another badge (laughs) but i i i sent one to uh i said we sent one to brent burns um Mm -hmm. uh, the for san jose he was the captain of the san jose sharks forever and he sent us a signed jersey it was hilarious i literally that's amazing it was really funny hold on ready yes oh he's going to get it (laughs) <laughs> got it that's what it's all about man right right that's so hell cool. yeah oh, yeah that's so burns, cool baby. and, and this says uh, this says and we were we were like this was early on we only had released mm-hmm. batch one two three and four and he mm-hmm. reached out to us we had like 800 followers on our instagram no and way. i recognized the name i was like i was like this has to be fake like yeah is uh-huh. this really re- 
But he sent us a signed jersey it and back. said, Nick, thanks for keeping us hydrated. <laughs> God bless Canada. I know. Oh, I know. That's so great. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, anyway, we love guys, it. thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Always a it. pleasure, Nick. And Seriously. at this point, it's like, yeah, like you've proven yourself easy to talk to and fun to fun to talk and ask questions. Hang out with. I, I, have, a, yeah. I have an idea for the three of us for, mm-hmm. for the next show. Ooh, I think, you want to talk about it now? Yeah, I want to pr- do I want it. To use it right now. I'll send you both samples of one through eight. <gasps> Wait, you got oh one through eight? My God, I mean, I have it in my own bottles. Yeah, we'll do. I'll send you Ooh. all a little. Ooh. We'll get eight fifties, and yeah, we won't. We won't talk. We we won't talk like yeah, ice what pour or what he's doing or anything like that. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just be like. Up. What do you think and of one? You just say, and, I, and you can say, what were you What were you trying to do? What was what were going on? And we'll just go I through it. I love it. No, it sounds not? like... Sold. Sounds like fun, right? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Sounds right. like our new episode uh, uh, standard. We'll have yeah, to like reach it. out to all of our uh, distilleries and say, hey, here's how we do it from now on. that you've ever made? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah Nick. <laughs> and yeah, the, uh, you're in trouble. Uh, George C. Stag batch one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, like you're in trouble. I wrote this down time. already. Yeah. I wrote this down already as a future show idea. So it's in. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Inject hey. it into the calendar. I'm ready. If you make it happen, we'll make it happen. So oh no, that'd be God. great. Nick, um, awesome. I wish you so well in uh, oh, prepping thanks, for Batch 9, prepping for this special release. Do you have a name for a special release? Yeah, it's called Peregrine. Oh, I love it. Thank like you. Like a falcon. Oh, like Peregrine yeah. took? Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <laughs> took is good. Do, do you know what the origin of the word peregrine is no um, i don't so so uh peregrine falcon actually means uh, translates directly to pilgrim falcon oh um, per, peregrine like peregrinate means to wander or explore uh yes. and basically it's it fits our ethos of 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 what we say at our company is always follow the whiskey this idea of it. like whiskey is a whiskey yeah. blending whiskey is a journey that you that you're constantly wandering through so the oh, act yeah. of finding yeah. north yeah for yeah. sure oh yeah, exactly. yeah there you go all <laughs> oh, uh, together. but real quick yeah. uh yeah. you mentioned uh you mentioned that barrel uh one of 14 that got cast aside and it was mm-hmm. some some kind of expensive something to make or whatever did you have a name for that one too did, no that, that barrel was going to be in the blend and yeah. we just pulled it out so, of yeah, the blend. blend would have been named. So, okay. so, so the blend was Peregrine. It, we pulled mm-hmm. it out of Peregrine. We pulled oh, it out of the oh, most so expensive cool. damn whiskey we've ever made. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Pain I love that. <laughs> Throw that in as a blind in the samples of one through eight, and we'll be like, what the hell just is the, this one? What the hell is this crap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah, the, that was the cognac barrel that went totally haywire. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. funny. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. Um, yeah. At Nick? this point, we typically yeah. go through hopes yep. and something that we hope for the near future, maybe something mm-hmm. we hope for our listeners or maybe something we hope for ourselves. I hope that by the time this episode comes out, there's still <laughs> bottles left <laughs> for the yes. listeners who aren't on our Discord to know for the sake of our people <laughs> where they yes. hear the early access to buy one immediately yeah and i i hope uh yeah we're gonna have you on a buttload of times every batch and uh but most of all listeners i hope that our love of whiskey lifted your spirits all right guys thank nick you, nick thank honestly, you thank you thank you this has been great 
And oh, honestly, I didn't think you, I, I, not that I doubted you, but I was like, like we recently had a second batch of a, a whiskey and we were like, we'll see if it can outdo it. And it didn't. And it was sad because we're not like, at all. I don't and, know what to say, but it's not as good as last time. And but uh, this Cole, one was easy to tell you. We haven't chatted about this yet, but like mm. he responded in Instagram and said, yeah, we purchased a younger, said younger batch stock. Of, mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yep. So, and, it, and it adds up. And I was right. I was freaking right. <laughs> uh, we, anyway. we had, oh, uh, God, I, I just won. <laughs> I just was at, um, there's this incredibly, uh, there's this incredibly famous account in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I went in and did a, uh, like a release seminar with them last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And it was that, that they were like our launch party for batch eight in Massachusetts. Oh, cool. And, and, uh, and afterwards, he, the, the owner was showing me these projects he's working on. Um, and and the first one he showed me, I was like, this is awesome. This is so good. And the second one, he was like, yeah, we got, you know, such and such in Ambirana. And uh-huh. it's like, it caught didn't me, work out. It caught me so off guard how bad it was. And I'm, uh. usually, like, <laughs> dude, I'm usually like really prepared for you have no idea how much bad whiskey I've had. You know what oh, I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah. No, no, you guys you know exactly what I'm talking about. about crap. No, and, and I have good <laughs> friends and they travel and they come back and they're like, I was in Vietnam and they make whiskey <laughs> aged. And I'm just like, this is going to be the worst thing I've ever had. You know, and I have yeah. to sit there and be like, thanks. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right? And, and so I'm like pretty good at being prepared for like, all right, this whiskey's gonna be what it's gonna be, and I'm probably not yeah. gonna like it. I'm gonna find something nice to say about it, no matter what. Uh-huh. And he pour, he pours me this whiskey, and and I came back with it's very Amburana y. That was literally <laughs> all I could say. I like couldn't think of a nice thing to say about it. Like, it's I good. Like, oh. I was like, oh my lord, is it? You bad. can't even say it's good. Like yeah. it was really like, tough. Uh... Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Amburana is like super polarizing, and yeah. um, even uh, like gonna, rare yeah. character Amburana the shit out of out of a bunch of whiskey. And last <laughs> year, I got one that was um, like a five year, eight month uh, age whiskey that was uh, finished in Amburana. And it still had a lot of that MGP rye, mm. uh, that cherry yeah, characteristic. Ninety-five yeah. five, M- baby. The MGP <laughs> rye like really came through. So then mm. when they came out with another batch this year, I bought two of those bottles. And mm. it is, there is no MGP rye left. And it oh. is all cinnamon nutmeg dessert. Oh, nice. It's nice. like, like it's too much. It, it, it's too oh, much really? Amberana rye. Like uh, if what you want is borderline um, flavored whiskey, then yeah, mm-hmm. you might like it. But yeah. if you wanted to taste some rye whiskey, that's supposed to only rye. just be finished in Amberana. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's funny. The, 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 the thing about batch three, I was talking earlier about batch three rye, mm-hmm. which I I'm dead serious. I'm just going to send you guys. I'll just send you. We're down, hundred um, percent. And 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 I, I when we made batch three, batch three tastes the least like bourbon of anything we've ever made, and mm-hmm. thus is the least popular thing we've ever made. Right? It's a, it's literally mm. like a one to one correlation. The more our whiskey tastes like bourbon, the more people <laughs> the more it gets bud. It's just like, <laughs> and, and it's 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 fun because 
it's fun because we we're at a point where I can push the envelope a little bit and I can do things like batch eight where I'm putting in this Madeira characteristic that you can't find in bourbon. Like it, you won't yeah. find, uh, you know, it's just not available to them from a production process standpoint. Yeah. And so I'm, it's, it's almost like, Hey, this has this bourbon profile, but it's doing this really cool thing that, that you won't find in any whiskeys you're drinking. Um, batch three was the opposite. Batch three was just like, we were like, this is really cool. Cause this is rye that nobody's ever had. And of course it, that doesn't work. And now we know yeah. that it doesn't work. Uh, but it, but it's, it, it was so, it was just so, it's so much rye. I mean, it's so, if you like, if you really like rye and you want the rye profile to come through, this is just such a pure version of rye. It's really That's cool. cool. Old rye. And that was batch three? That's batch three. That's yeah. That's cool. That's oh bad. man. Oh man. I'm like, so first of all, if, if you know, if we do do this with the batches one through eight, I mean, this is the most fun. Like I love, yeah. I love taking four whiskeys and pouring a blind and I don't know which one's which. And sometimes I'll tell my wife to go just grab a random bottle. So I don't know which one it is. And I'll try yeah, to guess what totally. it is. Like, I love drinking things where I have no idea what I'm about yeah. to drink. And so, uh, and another interesting idea is like, if we like drank these and didn't even know which batch was which, so then we could like cool make too. it definitive. Like, this is my favorite batch. We, we yeah. could do that. If and we, we can rank it. The problem yeah. will be. You wouldn't be able to say, here's what made this one no. special. Honestly, I can make I I what I got really good at when I was working retail is mm -hmm. I could sell whichever whiskey I wanted to mm -hmm. by putting it in the right spot in the lineup. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. It's wild how much your palate adjusts and changes and Just based on and, yeah. And so if, when we drink whiskey, when we drink eight whiskeys together, like it's going to be impossible batch the 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 whiskey 7 and 8 which we'll do is batch 7 and 8 because you already have them and you already have an impression on them totally. that's what we'll do last but nice. but if we did it randomly the the ones that were like 6 7 8 don't get a fair they don't get a fair swing and by the way that. neither does one that because mm -hmm. the first whiskey you drink always i love that you guys do like a entry uh, post an in, yeah 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 mm -hmm. Just like first pour because yeah. You got to get rid of the coffee and the Italian sub you yeah. had, and like yeah. all this stuff over the course of the day that just for sure is totally affecting your palate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and I guess yeah, it wouldn't really make for a good audio episode. It'll be much cooler, blind, honestly. But... I think you guys will love the idea of going one through eight because you'll not only so see much. what we, you'll see how we evolved as a company from a profile standpoint. From like, a, yeah. all right, we made this, we made this, and it. There's like this very, and then it narrows in on what we've been making. Now we're going to yeah. go back and make some other stuff next year. Next year, we'll go back to being a little bit more diverse. We yeah. made we made eight as another version of six and seven because there was nothing else for us to make and we needed liquid. Right? <laughs> like we, We're going to make more exploratory stuff going forward. And this was a That's little cool. bit like, all right, we got to do something cool within the profile of six, yeah. seven, and eight because that's just what we have access to right now, and that's what's ready. Yeah, um, but and you guys will not certainly only within the profile. Totally, and you guys will yeah. see what like what we're doing from a progress standpoint. But you'll also see how much better we got at blending. When I go back through these, I'm always just like, uh -huh. "Oh God, how did I miss that? How did we <laughs> think that was okay?" That's um, funny. Yeah, it's really funny.
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, now, I do have to he- he- uh, head off, guys. But um, Nick, I'll tell you this. We will happily do that episode. It'll probably have to be in the new year. I can't um, do it to the new year anyway. Perfect. perfect. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then, um, uh, Brian, make sure you press end recording. <laughs> make sure I press end recording. All right, we'll do yeah, it. Yeah, it shouldn't be. A do I need though. to do anything? No, you're good, Nick. No. Okay. And I'll ask you one more question, Nick. I know Cole's mm-hmm. got to go, though. So we'll yep, see you later. Gotta head off. All right. We'll go. see you guys later. Hey, Thanks so much, Nick. We'll see you later. So, uh, one of the questions that I asked you earlier was, uh, like batch eight is not just batch seven. Uh, d- we did this with batch seven and now it's batch eight. So going from batch one to batch eight, uh, were any batch to batches evolutions of a previous batch or are they all yes, completely totally. unique blends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, four and six were all an evolution, to be honest. What, what happened with two, four and six was um, batch two, we just made. Right. There's just a blank canvas. We were just like, this tastes great. Let's make it. Yeah. Uh, batch four. Batch four, we were trying to replicate the style of batch two, but we had a, we had feelings about what we did well with batch two that we and what we didn't do as well with batch two that we wanted to like we, we wanted to iterate off of. Yeah. Um, and batch two was the first we, when we made batch two. Um, a guy named Dave Driscoll, who we actually work with now, but a guy named Dave, Dave Driscoll, uh, who was originally a KNL out in California, and then he was the Spirits Fire and the writer for Mission Spirits. He mm-hmm. wrote, he tasted it, and he was like, "Can I buy all of it?" And we were like, "What?" Damn. We were like, "What the hell?" He was like, "I can sell all of this. Like, can I buy all of it?" We were like, "Wow, what the fuck is going on?" Because we were. No, right. We had no, nothing, nothing going on for us. We yeah, just yeah. started from scratch, you know, and and he ended up writing this. He ended up writing this article and he basically said, if you didn't get stag antique collection this year, buy found North batch, too. And so it like it totally disappeared. And then wow. we made batch four and we entered batch four into a big international spirits competition and it won best Canadian whiskey last year. Dang. And so batch two and batch four. But honestly, like we made batch six and I was like, we didn't do two or four nearly as well as we can. And I made batch six to try to be the best of two and four. And we had it. And then it scaled up wrong. I I can't begin to tell you how bitter I am about batch six, which is hilarious because we released it. And then everybody was like, batch six is better than two. It's better than four. It's like the best thing they've ever made and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, it's not. It is a mistake. It is a bastard. It is something that I need to fix. Um, and so when we made seven and we made, and frankly, when we made eight, it wasn't really, it wasn't as much iterating off of those. It was, I learned a lot of lessons in making batch six and in making those whiskeys. Yeah. And I wanted to apply the skills that we were developing, particularly in terms of creating finishes that have great flavor and an absence of heat or not an Mm -hmm. absence but but uh uh, the the heat should only be there to carry the flavor it shouldn't become the flavor right and so it's like sure that that was really what we were trying to do with um seven was was really about the floral notes that you guys were getting was really just like we have this incredibly interesting component that we can make this beautiful whiskey with let's do it eight was like sort of the same thing but it was also like 
yeah, but we know what the hell we're doing now. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and and we're gonna apply those skills. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, if yeah, you uh we'll get into this when we do this, it'll be fun. I I I cannot tell you how much I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, <laughs> I really appreciate it if we do get to do that. That sounds like so much fun. Cool. I can't cool. wait. Yeah, and I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh really uh yeah, had a lot of fun. Me. Thanks so much. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right, I'll see you. Bye.